When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode two, two, six. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuz a row. Cuz a row. Slap a rooney. It's showtime. A WATP. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that was goofing on stutterers way before Trump. I'm your host, Carl, with me this week, here to help us get Jocktober started the right way, comedian, disc jockey, host of Sit Down with Zumach Podcast, and most importantly, friend to Sam Tripoli, it's Chad Zumach. What's <laughs> happening, Chad? Disc jockey. I, was, I, always, I always said I'm a radio personality. I, I hate disc. I never wanted to be a radio guy. When I sat down for my first interview for a radio gig, they're like, what's your radio name going to be? I'm like, Chad Zumach, my given name. Sorry. It, it should have been Z-Man. Z-Man in the morning. Coming at you. I do that as a joke because it was a high school joke because everyone had nicknames. I'm like, I'm going to call myself the Z-Man. And there was a wrestler named Tom Zink who was an NWA WCW. I go, okay, that's my new nickname. But I, it's a joke. I, I hate it. I think it's corny. So... That's why I call myself Zeman. All right. Well, Chad, we're excited to have you on the show. We're going to get started in a second. But first, I want to remind people to go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and, of course, the link to our Patreon, featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. Also, the YouTube channel, I've been building that up recently. I just put out an episode making fun of Tom Myers, and I included some audio content from one of the bonus episodes we did. So if you're not on Patreon... You can get that on YouTube. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comment section. This is week one of No Vic the Review Girl. And so the new era begins. We have a special surprise of who has been selected as our new review girl coming up after the outro. Uh, but first, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Pauly MF20. This is a suggestion that came in from Chad. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Paulie, a.k.a. Maxwell, a.k.a. Benjamin Borstein. And this guy was a radio personality out of Cleveland. He had a show there for five years before getting fired. Another show that he doesn't talk about for a few months. And then he went to Chicago for a couple of years. And now he's just a, uh, a fat guy who helps out drug addicts. I, before we get into it, I know that you have a lot to say, Chad. We're excited to have you on the show. I just want to play a clip that sums up the show for me so people get a sense of what we're talking about here. This guy was out of radio for six years, just recently decided to start up a podcast. And I love when ex-radio guys are doing podcasts because they don't understand the medium at all. He does a lot of teasing what's coming up, and it's a lot of nonsense. A lot of like just trying to take up time. But here's an example of the, the shock jock sensibilities of this guy. This is so morning zoo-esque. 
a lot to share except my wife bought this uh bought this camera ear picker thing it's got like a bluetooth camera on it so you can like scope your own ear and i immediately started to think about the other orify i could take a look at him and if you can if you can look in your ear you can you can look in your nose there you can uh, look in your mouth there you probably look in that thing there hello is there anybody in there i didn't wait but uh you're not charismatic. Why? Wow, you can look at any orifice. Whoa, where's he going to go with this? Well, don't go there. Uh oh. This guy's getting crazy. <laughs> That's made for your ear, buddy. Whoa. Uh, you pulled some clips, too. Is there anything that you want to play to get uh, our conversation started, Chad? I want to get, I want to, first of all, his, his name, I'm, I'm, by the way, this is the most exposure he'll ever have. Is yes. Your, this, is, this is the first podcast, and so last advertisement he'll ever have. Welcome, yeah. You'll never have more exposure. I'm giving you a gift. And if anybody if anybody in radio knows what I'm talking about, we're talking about the old Maxwell show. He went by Maxwell for that's where he made his name. He decided to change his name to Paulie, which was his nickname. Like you said, his real name is Benjamin Bornstein, who yeah. refuses to use that name for some reason. He decided to launch his podcast. And this guy has made my life hell since I was an open young comic and I was trying to we'll, we'll talk about the story how it became into fruition, but I legitimately hate this dude. I hate his guts. I think he's a horrible human being. So I'm getting nothing but pleasure from this. I want to point something out. So typically on our show, we blast podcasts, but there's no hatred there. It's a roast. We're having fun. You know, with the exception of Stuttering John, we don't hate anybody. But I'm very excited that we have a co-host on who really has an axe to grind with this guy. It should make for a lot of fun today. I want him to get COVID-19 and have complications. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, is there a clip that you want to play that you uh, you pointed out no, here? Let, listen, okay, let's give a let, let's set up the story of who this dude is, why he's doing it. I sent you some notes. So let's talk let's talk about Paulie slash Maxwell slash Slater slash Benjamin Bornstein. All right, let's you do have it. those notes in front of you, like who he is and how this thing got going. Oh, you yeah. Go ahead and 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 tell the story. I you sent me a long email about it. Uh, I'll let you tell the tale. <laughs> this podcast is a passion project, everybody. This isn't just some guy coming on a podcast. I I actually put some depth and some <laughs> some listening and some learning into this. Like I really went in depth trying to figure out how to do this podcast. And Maxwell slash Paulie, this podcast we're about to do was a radio show that was on in Cleveland, Ohio. It was one hundred point seven WMMS, a very legendary station. And he was the afternoon drive show. And he was on for a long time. And then uh, over time, he, he he did well because there was nothing on. It was before podcasts, before the internet. And from there, he got some popularity. And he became an asshole because these old radio school jocks, these fucking nerds, these losers, at the time, they always wanted to be in radio. They were hacks. They were loser people. And they got this exposure and they became narcissists. This guy is the epitome of a hack radio narcissist. And with that, he thought he had power and he would shit on people. So this guy would shit on me as a young comic. And the irony and the love of this, the whole situation, is because I took his time slot for, in the afternoons when he got fired because no one wanted to deal with him anymore. He got fired. He got he got shit on and he got ran out of town when his show was billing very well. And I took his time slot. Well, and that's he an important to point to make, Chad, is that... 
the show was doing very, very well. It was still number one in a lot of demos at the time that he was fired. That's how difficult he was to deal with. That's how much of a prima donna he was. And the fact that he went after you because you took that time slot is ridiculous. Someone had to take that time slot. It was his own fault that he got fired. Yeah, in 2011, our show at the time was very popular. We had like Shaquille O'Neal when he played for the Cavs. He would come hang out in studio. We had Kyrie Irving, Gene Hackman. So the show was really hot. Can I ask you a question about that? Did you ever talk to Did you talk to Shaq about the flat Earth at all? Well, that was Kyrie Irving who said the flat Earth. They both said that Shaq's. I know Irving's really famous for it, but Shaq said he once drove from California to Florida and didn't notice any curvature of the Earth. That's all I I talked to him about. All right. At the time, I had no idea. He he would um he would tell us because the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, played in Independence, where our radio show was. So he would drive from Independence to Richfield, where he lived at the time, and he would listen to our show. And one day, he decided to stop by. That's how it all came into fruition. So at the time, I didn't know anything about that. I just knew he was Shaquille O'Neal, you know, a cultural basketball icon. No, it'd be very rude to talk about the flat earth if he's playing for the Cavs at the time. It's fine. And especially when he said he was a fan. Yeah, right. When when and that's a very surreal situation. Very cool. Yeah. So, anyways, long story short, this guy was an asshole. He went to the rival station. He was ran out of town within eight months. He went to Chicago for like a minute and then disappeared. And now he's back with the Poly MF20. You're welcome for the plug. Right. So I want to play a clip where he's lying right out of the gate because, as you mentioned, his radio name was Maxwell. And now because his nickname is Polly, he's going by Polly. But his real name is Benjamin, even though he doesn't want to admit it for some reason. And I listened to the very he first. He hates his given name. He hates and, it. By the way, not to interrupt. Yeah. My grandfather was Ben. My my cousin's Ben. My uncle's Ben. It's a great name. Benjamin is a great name. The guy who invented electricity was named Benjamin. Yeah, <laughs> so why do people say why he invented runs electricity? From- this fucking name he's running from benjamin for some reason he hates this name so he's going by paulie which i think is a nickname so like, your name's benjamin ben is a great name Go ahead. i listened to episode number one of this new podcast that he just launched and this is him lying right out of the gate so hey it's paulie what's up it's been a long time <laughs> you're like paulie yeah first off let me thank you for finding the show because it's spelled with a w which that's a little weird. That's my real name. My parents, in addition to, so here I am, I'm a little kid. I'm wildly overweight. I have tough skins. I got a Vikings jacket. Uh, I'm half Jewish. I got the, uh, I got the J fro kicking. Uh, but in addition to that, my name is spelled with a W because my parents wanted to ensure playground ass kickings, I suppose. So he's making up a whole scenario. He invented the name Polly and spelled it the way that he did. And he's saying that he got beat up at the school grounds because it's the way his name was spelled, it doesn't even make sense. Also, no one's name on their birth certificate would be Polly. It's Paul, and then Polly becomes your nickname. What the fuck's he even talking about? He's inventing you a like story his... that's uninteresting and easily uh, fact-checked. <laughs> Do you like his radio voice? Like, he has this radio voice. He loves his voice. Yeah, he does do the fake. Everything about him is fake. His name, his voice, his whole shtick. Everything about and this the... is fake. We're... I mean, we have some time here, but all you old school ONA fans know exactly who this dude is, Maxwell. He is the Maxwell dude, and we're gonna fucking destroy this piece of shit. Yeah, Jim Norton. And I hope he deletes his him. podcast. <laughs> I mean, why? He he's not making any money on it. it. Doesn't make a difference. 
He goes on to explain that the name Polly and the way that it's spelled is still holding him back to this day in his adulthood. And that still holds me back to this day because people think I've typoed my own name or I've spelled my name wrong professionally. So that's awesome. And I want to point out, he calls the show Polly MF20, which is really stupid. And he goes, that's really hard to find because it's spelled wrong. You could call your podcast anything. I don't care how your name is spelled or what you think your name is. Call your podcast The Maxwell Show Podcast if you want people to find it. That's how they know you. So you're on record by saying Polly MF20, the name is stupid. It's you're terrible. ready to say that. Yes, it's okay. really bad. And he calls it Polly MF20 because I think he thinks MF sounds edgy like motherfucker. Right. And 20, he's paying for time. Like, I don't know how you you your server, but I have a Lipson account where I can just throw up whatever. So he's he does 20 minutes because that's what he's paying for. Yeah, right. You, you buy a certain amount of uh, bandwidth. Yeah, so he does 20 minutes on Monday, 20 minutes on Friday, and he calls it the Poly MF20. And he's just a fucking moron. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> let's get into the radio shtick that he does, where he does a lot of voices, and he's constantly... Right. He, yeah, he's constantly putting on these different affects and things. Like we're talking, you and I are talking normally, right? We're having like a, like, this is our voices. Like when you leave here, you're going to talk like exactly how you are, right? And guess what? My real name is Carl. So how crazy is that? We're actually just real people. I know. So when you you like sign a check or you call yourself Carl, right? Your mom calls you Carl. I was named Carl by my parents. Yes. That's okay. Yeah. So he's, he, he can't use his name and he can't use his real voice, which is interesting. So here's him doing his voices and his shtick. Can you do your boy a solid and share this information on your social channels? And the reason that I say this is I'm not making a penny off of this yet. Rest assured, Morty Chumstein, attorney at law, is my statutory agent, and he's standing by ready to take bids on advertisements. I do hope to make a, maybe a little bit of coin off of this, but that's really not what it's about at all. All right, so that's episode one where he's like, this is just a passion project. I'm just enjoying this. I don't want to make any money. Fast forward to the most recent episode that just came out yesterday. Carl, by the way, he calls it coin. Coin. Because oh, he's cool. Be... It's hip. That's what he's the cool. Kids are he's edgy. He knows that he's hip. He's in it. He knows the words. He knows the lingo. People are catching on. He's, he's, he's fucking in it, dude. He's 50 years old, by the way. So fast forward to yesterday's podcast. And now he explains that really the goal is to make money. My goal is to make some, some cash, a little bit of money doing this, a little bit at some point. Because he starts off with, this is just for fun. I don't need to make any money. Maybe someday we will. And now he's like, I got to start making some money. I don't know how I'm going to do that. And he figures out a way. He asks his listeners to give him some feedback on potential revenue streams. Carl, uh, the- yeah. before you go into this clip, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, when he got fired from WMMS, he was at WMMS. He was asking for a half million dollars. No, not a joke. Yep. He was very well paid, but he wanted a half million dollars because he was obsessed with Rover, the morning show. Right. So he thought he earned that. Now he wants like pennies at this point. And Rover was syndicated into multiple markets because I know that when Howard Stern went to Sirius XM, Rover w- took over in Rochester on 94.1 where Howard was. And I believe he was in a couple other markets besides just Cleveland too. Yeah, it was Rover, Adam Carolla, and David Lee Roth at the time. And, right. and none of it worked. All of all, They all failed. I think Rover's still in Rochester but he, is, yeah. he was he was so obsessed, obsessed with Rover that he needed this money 
And they said, fuck this guy. We're done with him. And they blew him out. Now he's on a podcast begging for pennies. Oh, it's great. And we'll get more into the Rover stuff because I have some clips on that. But just to get back to his idea of what a revenue stream might be for this podcast that no one listens to. Uh, the other thing that I would like to pose, a question I would like to pose is as I start to seriously consider how I'm going to turn this into a stream of revenue, right? Revenue stream. Want to make a little money doing this? <laughs> Just ask yourself, is an online store something you'd be into? Would you buy a shirt that said, I cook for the dog, bitch? Would you buy your official I cook for the dog, bitch? shirt or boring shirt or is that stupid i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm just trying to just sort of throwing these things against the wall because we're going to start figuring out how to how to make a a little bit of coin i don't want to put the show behind a paywall i think that's ridiculous i don't want to do like a members only version where you get certain content again don't hold me to it yeah he's like i might do that if i actually get an audience someday and people are willing to pay for it but he wants to put his stupid catchphrases on t-shirts. This guy is fucking Opie. That's what Opie does. Hey, what do you want? Buy my brother man, brother man t-shirt. My Carl Ruiz uh, t-shirt. Get my shirts. Opie store. I was in that world. I met all these dudes. They're all the same. They're narcissists. They're like, they have narcissistic personality disorder. They think they're bigger than life. And he loves these catchphrases like porn ink. Like, what is that? It's not catchy. It never will catch on. Stop saying porn ink. It's terrible. Can you please tell me what that catchphrase is? I heard it multiple times. I don't know what the word is because the way he, he says it with the affect. Well, when he went over to the 98.5 WNCX, the morning show, it was the morning show within the classic rock station. Yeah. He started saying, morning. And, it be, and he just wouldn't stop saying it. So he's saying he morning? It it's like, yeah, it's like morning, but he's saying morning. Yeah, because it starts I don't with know a beat. Where it, it's just one of those weird, these Shock jocks, they don't do stand-up, so they think they're hilarious with their little wordplay and their little puns and weird... They don't understand because there's no laughter coming back at them, so they just speak into this open abyss and they say these weird catchphrases and they think it's going to catch on. And, what, what, 12 years later, he's still doing it. So you asked me to pull, from the very beginning of one of his episodes, he does, it's actually episode 20, squeeze into that. He starts off with teasing what he's going to be talking about and then right into a bunch of his catchphrases. Coming up on the Poly MF20. These people can still fit into their clothes, although they're so old. Don't you just start to lose weight when you pass a certain age because you're dying? Isn't that? At least that's what it looks like. It looks like you reach like a certain point and then you just start to shrink because you're dying. Right? So like you're, <laughs> you just sort of rot away. Like your dying corpse just rots away. Poly MF20. Boring, chicky chick, microphone. Boring. <laughs> it's one of those shows. Oh, he's terrible. You know what I love about this, Chad? It's one of those shows where I don't have to say anything. Like some of these shows, you play a clip and you explain why it sucks. I don't have to explain why that sucks. We all get it immediately. <laughs> Terrible. All right. I have a clip here that you asked me to pull out. It's over four minutes long. We're going to listen to it. We can stop it at any time. We can pause it. We can talk over it. I don't care. Carl, before we get into it. Yes. Do you realize his podcast is 20 minutes and he's teasing segments like it's a four hour broadcast? Like, 
coming up. Dude, Dude, it's 20 minutes. I listened to an episode where he teased shit in the beginning, and then he read all the uh, the direct tweets he gets or something, or maybe it's his Facebook page or something. So he reads those, and then he teases it again. Now we're going to talk about this, this, and this. But first, we're going to talk about that. Like, Dude, you're not doing a radio show. You don't need to tease the information. Carl, I want to know what's coming up on Who Are These Podcasts right now. I coming want to up tease. later, we're going to talk about OP Radio, Centering John. Patrick <laughs> Michael has a new podcast. But first, Chad Zubak <laughs> wanted to zoom in on this next segment. All right. This is his, this is his ranch bit. So, by the way, I gave this the guy wanted to be, I just give you guys a heads up before this. He wanted to be a comedian at one point and he just, and he gave up and he just started shitting on local comics. And we're like local comics at the time we had day jobs. We're trying to figure it out. And he was just really shitty to us. And this is his idea of comedy. So, yeah, you pointed out to me in your email that this guy really thinks he's funny and he thinks he's got like these great bits and he's developed this material that he can't wait to get out there. So he teases, he's going to talk about dressing. I got a whole thing and it's really funny. Listen to how difficult this is to, to comprehend. He is so bad at this that he's pretending that he's not sure if it's going to be funny or not. And it's not. And so he's not sure if he wants to do it. He just drags this out. This Guys, listen you, to this bit. This is what you do on radio when you have four hours to kill on a daily basis. Not on a 20-minute podcast. And action. <laughs> and cut. See, it's, it's, I don't really know where to, how to start the bit. And now I'm second guessing the entire bit. So I've envisioned starting off the podcast because I've been working on this for, uh, I don't know, like, uh, and it's not so much a bit as it is just an observation, a random observation about life. But I've been thinking about this dressings thing for, I don't know, about a month. And I've He's been thinking about this dressings thing for a month. <laughs> it's been percolating. Can't wait to find out what it's all, what he's got. Been sort of holding Here we go, guys. Up. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle in. <laughs> Put your laughing pants on for this one. Oh, dude, I'm going to I'm gonna bring this. Hold on. I think I'm overmodulating a little bit. Let me turn down the book. I'm going to bring this dressings bit, and it's going to be hardcore, bro. Bro, this dressings bit. And of course, I'm talking about salad dressings. Let me clarify. I'm going to bring this salad dressings bit, and it's going to be huge. And I've rehearsed it many times in my head. He's uh, rehearsed but I've never it. done it, and so now I'm sort of Does this sound like a rehearsed jumping off the so diving far, board. He doesn't know where to begin. My fear like is that this is going to be Meatloaf 2. Electric Boogaloo. Boarding. All right. And dressings. <laughs> and action. <clears throat> I think I just... And cut. Did I just... Did the mic over modulate again? I've got new toys. You know, I've actually been talking about this a fair amount. You know, the... Uh, this is such radio oh. hack shit where you have to be like, yeah. hey, we're going to tell you this amazing thing, but first, oh my gosh, my pants are tight. <laughs> Did I wear the wrong pants today? I had to put my belt in a different notch this morning. <laughs> I'm just teasing the audience. They're also in love with their voices, so they're like listening through the voice, the sound of the voice, and they don't like how the voice is. Oh, am I overmodulating? Yes, your podcast sounds like dog shit. You do not know how to engineer your podcast. It does sound like garbage, yes. The answer is yes. Show I've got some it's a toys podcast, here. by the way, not radio. Right, it's a podcast, and Eric Nagel has pointed this out before. 
These guys who used to be on the radio, used to be like radio personalities who go on to podcast, don't know any of the engineering side of things. So they get on and they create god-awful sounding podcasts, and this is no exception. I'm just tweaking this, moving this, turning this, with that, with that, with the little, okay, here we go. Man, I am wasting a lot of time here. Okay, this is, uh, wow, this could, I could drive away as many people with this as I did with the horny hornet. Hey, wait, with the horny hornet there, especially new people who are like, what the, this guy with the first. Good news, (laughs) there's no new people listening to this show. So don't worry. Nobody's coming on. Nobody's like saying, why, what is this? Yeah, you're not turning people off at this point. You've already turned them off. And now he's. He has maybe like a a, a smidgen of his old audience. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple people. I would say he has OP level listeners. I'd say he's probably up to 120 or so. It's just like a fraction, like a small fraction of what they used to do, but they pretend like they're coming aboard. Right. It's got to be depressing when you used to look at the ratings books and see how many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners you had. And then you go and do a podcast and 17 people show up for the first episode and 22 for episode two. You're like, fuck, it's going to take a while. Like, I know you guys shit on Opie a lot, and, and rightfully so. He's a horrible man. Yeah. And um, and I, I've been on record. I think he's a terrible – I'll tell my story later on. But Opie was one of the biggest radio personalities in the world. Like, you, it's undeniable. Him and Anthony, you can't – it's undeniable. But right now, he's on Facebook Live. Like, there are, like, weirdos in their basements that have more listeners. It's, like, really <laughs> – it's scary and You're sad. talking about me, motherfucker? <laughs> And they're in Rochester, and their <laughs> name starts with a K. Uh, so, all right, let's get back to this. We're going to save the Opie stuff for the Opie segment because I got I got to talk about that. He he reviewed the uh, the first presidential debate, which I always love his political oh. his political takes. Oh. Shout out to Will Noonan, by the way. Yeah, Will Noonan fucking killed it, brother man, brother man, brother man. Oh, I did, but my Opie impression is just an impression of Will doing Opie, <laughs> right? Which is uh, which is just as funny. It's, it always works. Yeah. Let's try to get through this bit. It's taking a long time. All the MF20. Let's listen to this bit. Bit on Caesar dress. Oh, see, I let the cat out of the bag. All right. <clears throat> Dressings and action. Do you deny yourself certain salad dressings? And cut. See, I don't. I'm not. I'm not feeling. <laughs> I don't feel like this is good. All right, I need to commit. I need to commit. Part of uh, what I have learned in my career as an entertainer is that the gold is when you just throw it all out there and you just, right, you just zits and warts and all, right? Okay, here we go. Cut. I think I already said that. All right. Dressings and action. He's making this so it's impossible for it to be funny because there's so much buildup to it. So I guess the joke is that there's so much buildup to a bad bit, I guess, which is not a good joke or bit. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to channel into a psyche. Like when I listen to like horrible shit, yeah. I try to figure out where they're coming from. I really do. Like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm like, what are they thinking? Like at this point, I'm like, are you just trying to kill bandwidth? I, I don't know what you're trying to do right now because who's tuning in? I use ranch a lot. And nine times out of ten, I... By the way, the guy who's 300 pounds uses ranch. Shocking. Revert or... Not a vinaigrette. No way. You don't say. Ranch is my default dressing, right? But it's interesting because I have other dressings that I like, yet I deny myself these dressings. Dude, Thousand Island's good. French is good. 
Italian's good. Blue cheese is good. All these other dressings, I see them when they're available, I'm eating the salad, and I like deny myself. Because I like, honestly, when I think about it, all my dressing options are very, very, like it's a tight pack. There is no clear leader. I suppose ranch is in front, but it's tight. It's still a tight pack. It's like no one's way out ahead, and yet every time I belly on up and have a salad, I'm like, well, I guess I'll have the ranch. There have been no I think to myself, what do you mean? How do I do that? I like French. And the reason that I bring up this bit is because I think we all do this. I think we all are dressing racists almost. It's it's like we have these other. By the way, that's the punchline. In case you were wondering, this is what all this buildup has been. Is we're all dressing racists. Because we choose our favorite and use that most of the time. Dressings that we like, but we deny ourselves for some reason. Now, maybe it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, you're still eating a salad. And the type of dressing that I put on my salad is really a exercise in turd polishing because it still is a salad. And cut. So there it is, folks. There's the hilarious dressing bit. I'm going to read a quick sentence from Jim Norton's book. Carl, before you jump into that, can I say something? Yeah, please. Uh, First and foremost, Pauly Maxwell slash later slash Benjamin Bornstein, you are welcome for this exposure. As a young (laughs) comic trying to figure shit out when I had a day job, I wanted to pursue comedy. I wanted to be like Bill Burr, Louis C.K. I wanted to be like something. I look forward to situations and opportunities to help push my career forward and you would shit on me as a young comic on the radio when you had all that exposure before social media guess what 2020 we are ruining your fucking podcast right now because it's terrible it's called karma bitch so anyone out there listening right now this is called karma we are ruining this guy's life because he's a piece of shit of a human being and he tried to fuck up a young comic's career and punt boring and punt (laughs) so He's got these fucking catchphrases. And as Jim Norton says, and in the style of a true jerk off, he has a catchphrase. Yeah, it's a fucking catchphrase. Uh, He also says, Benjamin, I mean this without rancor. You're just not a funny guy. Stop trying to be a comedic force. You aren't and never will be. And I like that Jim Norton's very matter of fact about the idea that this guy is not entertaining in any single way, even with his amazing catchphrases. And punt. It's just not working. That was his catchphrase. And punt was his thing. Yeah. And punt after he says like a like a rant and he goes and punt and it's terrible. Well, I'm sure he made t-shirts though with and punt. Oh, fuck yeah, and punt shirts were out there. They're out there. Who wouldn't want to wear my and punt shirt to the rock concert? Showing a cool guy. I'm listening to WMMS. What do you listen to, motherfucker? Listen to Hot Talk. God bless the great Jim Norton for doing this. I, I I love him dearly. This chapter in his book. Shitting on Maxwell slash Pauly is the favorite. It's amazing. It was brilliant. So keep reading. Yeah. Producer Chris and I uh, both read that chapter yesterday just to familiarize ourselves with the hatred that Opie and Anthony had for this guy. Basically what happened was Opie and Anthony was being syndicated to Cleveland in the afternoon. So Maxwell saw this as a threat, decided to go after Opie and Anthony and specifically uh, Jim Norton saying that his comedy special wasn't funny. So, they do what they did. They crushed him. Opie and Anthony crushed this guy. They have, um, I don't know, 80 fold more listeners than this guy ever had. 
And then he tried to be like, oh, we're just a local show. Why are you, why are you picking on us? Like, dude, you fucking started it, you moron. That's the problem with these assholes is they want to be tough guys until they realize they don't have the same listenership and they're terrible at what they do. They're like, well, why are you picking on us? What do we ever do? Carl, by the way, just to, to set it up, this all started with Louis C.K. calling in to promote a show. Right. And he made a joke about Eric Clapton's baby dying, which right. is, you know, hilarious. Tears in heaven. And then they hang up on him and they start trashing him. They don't trash him to his face. They, they hang up on him and start trashing like typical radio shock jock shit. I think he went too far with that baby joke. What do you think there, uh, Skibby? Stansberry! Uh, hey, Crunk, what Chunk. do you think about that baby joke, huh? Uh, Stansberry and Chunk, what do you guys think about it? I, not funny. Hashtag and punt. <laughs> Let's bring in Stunt Boy and get his take on it. What? Stunt Boy's full. His mouth is full. Come on, Stunt Boy. What are you Louis doing? C.K. Louis C.K., not funny. Not funny. <laughs> Everybody knows this guy's not funny. God damn. It's it's really sad. But as we mentioned, this guy has great, hilarious voices and a Norm MacDonald impression. He just can't help himself. Amazing. He can't just talk. No, he's always going into voices. People have the uh, smartphones there and the smart speakers there. Norm MacDonald, the uh, podcast, is uh, is uh, viable. So I'd strongly encourage you to uh, listen to the... I think I just overdrove the mic with a, viab- with a, a viable viability uh, right. The problem with that Norm impression is that Norm MacDonald is funny. So he's kind of Norm missing the mark there. In another episode... He starts off the show going into his Norm MacDonald impression. And I call this misguided confidence. Nobody should have this much confidence with this bad of a shtick. See, uh, you see, a Norm would say, uh, really? Because uh, uh, me going 19 minutes and 54 seconds at anything is a is a world record there. Let me drink some water. Steve writes. Another thing that he does on his show is constantly making mouth noises yeah. And drinking beverages. Yeah, in the, it's 20 minutes long. Just don't drink a beverage for 20 minutes. Is it that difficult? Carl, it, hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, here's here's an example of just that thing. All right. Yeah. Now let's let's broadcast. And this is him talking about so <laughs> he hasn't talked to his older daughter. And he comes down and he's like, some things have changed in my life. I want to let you know that I'm talking to my older daughter now. I'm like, I felt like Chris Rock. You're supposed to talk to your older daughter. It's not that impressive. But oh, by the way, he's, he's always talking about how he's a changed man. Like yeah. he's this new guy, but he can't let go of the past. He can't. His whole podcast is about the past. His old radio days, his daughter. So he's this new man. He wants everyone. I'm a new man. In fact, I have a new name. It's called Pauly. Yeah, he's got a lot of opiate on this guy. I don't want to talk about Opie and Anthony. And here's a clip from the Opie and Anthony show when I made a joke. Uh, all right. I got to stop talking about Opie. It's too much. This is him talking no, about he's all excited that he's talking to his daughter again. And he's talking about what she's been up to. Her education was around substance abuse counseling. How funny is that? And lo and behold... I just took a sip of water, a little bit of life juice to moisten the old throat. You know what I'm saying? I need a lozenger. You got any lozengers? She graduated from UC. How obnoxious is this show? He's drinking beverages. He's doing dumb voices. You hear everything that's going on in his mouth and his throat. I don't need to hear everything that's going on in your mouth and throat. It's all ranch dressing. Carl, 
Does it bother you? Make he made two hundred thousand a year at one point. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't. I don't mind if people make a living at this shit. I wish that they were more humble about it and understood that maybe it wasn't all of them that was the driving force. Like I know that people had your stupid catchphrase T-shirt on. Congratulations. And but what, and punt. what happens is you get hired for a job at a radio station, right? And people have the frequency already programmed in, in their car. So one day they hit that frequency because they liked the thing that was on there last week. And now it's your voice talking and they're kind of stuck with you. And what I love about the new way the world works is that when you build a podcast audience, you actually have to be good. It doesn't start with, oh, I'm just going to take over this other person's uh, RSS feed. And then I'll have this huge audience going on. Like, I remember David Lee Roth, when he took over Howard Stern, he's like, oh, man, I talked to 30,000 people tonight. I don't have a problem talking to a million people. And Howard Stern goes, why would you think you're going to talk to a million people? That's my audience. That's not your so audience. You're saying, so you're saying Pauly slash Maxwell slash Slater slash Benjamin Bornstein is not a genius. That's what I'm saying. And maybe you should be not taking it for granted. <laughs> That he could just build an audience out of nowhere. Oh, and boy. Punt. And punt. All right. Let's talk about um, <laughs> let's talk about him leaving radio. So as you mentioned, he was making a lot of money. And he decides a ton <laughs> he, of money. He was up into his contract was up and he had he had this really weird like he, he thought he was like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. And he was the, the, the management at WMMS in Cleveland, which I was employed by iHeartRadio Clear Channel. Were like, we're done with this guy. We're done. And they and punt him and <laughs> they bring me in because which was like the biggest fucking fuck you of all time. Like, suck you. I took your time slot, cunt. And, and then punt. he disappears for like a year and punt. And he comes back a year later on WNCX. And he tries to trash me in the mornings and he ends up getting running out. of. He got ran out of town within eight months. Go ahead. Right. So after that, he goes to Chicago. He gets some job. The station that he's on switches over to a Christian format. So he's out of a job again. And he explains that he decided to retire from radio. And Carl, by the way, I was, I was up for his job in Chicago too. Oh yeah. They flew me out. It was, it was 97.9, the loop or yeah, it was, yep. It was the loop or man cow was the morning show. Yeah. They flew me in. I did two test shows. I stayed in the hotel. So I almost had his morning job. So I almost like wherever Maxwell went, I almost had his job everywhere I went. So this is him explaining to his, his wife that she's going to have to find a job now. My wife works again. That was a fun conversation when I decided to retire from radio, which is a, that's polishing the turd for sure. I guess I decided to walk away from that business when I was considering a job in Arizona. I think the business walked away from you, my friend. So <laughs> he explains that he had to tell his wife that she had to get a job. And what a rough conversation that was. She was. This was, wife should have left That it. was a rough conversation. Yeah. You know why that was a rough conversation? She married a fat drug addict because he was making a lot of money. Hey, guess what? Uh, I'm still fat. I still suck at life, and I don't make any money anymore. And you got to get a job. That's a rough and she conversation stuck with him. Yeah, and this guy, like uh, this poor woman, like please leave him. Like you need help. Leave this man. And he says this too on his show. My wife is smart, but I'm flat out going to tell you that I'm smarter than my wife. I believe that to be true. She might even admit it. Smarter and punt. I believe that's probably true too because she married him. He probably is smarter than his wife. But 
I wouldn't say that out loud. He's lucky he's on a podcast no one listens to because that's not a smart thing to say. By the way, like, like honestly, like it's 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 very it's very bad to go after people's families, but his wife's retarded. <laughs> staying with this guy. I know it's like she's stupid. Like, what? Are, why are you with this fucking asshole? And this guy, by the way, the reason the venom's coming out of me because he would come at me when he was a sober guy. When you're drunk and you're an alcoholic or an addict, I get it. But you were sober, trashing me and trying to get me fired. So, fuck you, Paulie slash Maxwell slash Benjamin Bornstein. He's talking about the band Bread, and he brings up that there's an album called The Best of Bread. It's their best of album. Oftentimes, the best of, insert band name here, would be the name of the album. And he comes up with a hilarious joke that he cracks himself up over and listen for hints of a Burt Kreischer ripoff coming up here to us. Uh, they released a uh, album of uh, lesser known favorites. It was simply called, uh... <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to do this. <laughs> oh my God. That's so stupid. Okay. Let me, let me try there. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, this is from the, uh, this is, <laughs> This is from the Best of Bread, all right? And then they released a follow-up to it. It had some of the lesser-known songs, arguably some not even close to being hits, and that was simply called the the crumbs of... (laughs) This dude is fucking corny. He's killing it. He couldn't get that out. The crumbs of bread. He could not get that joke out because it was too hilarious. After he did that bit, he goes, I needed that laugh, guys. Oh, that's a good one. I can't believe no one's listening to the show. It's unbelievable. How is that possible? Did you ever watch Chris Rock's Bring the Pain? Of course. It's right up there. It's right up there. I I don't know which one's number one and which one's number two. It's hard. I go back and forth. So he has to admit, well, he doesn't. But he almost admits that no one's listening to his show and then he stops himself because in true disc jockey tradition, you can't say anything real. Everything has to be fake. Uh, James writes, hey, man, Borlig, Borlig James says, dude, glad to hear you back at it. It's awesome. I just started listening this past Saturday. I binged every episode. So many laugh out loud moments. Keep it up. James, dude, okay, first off, that is super awesome. B, how'd you find out about this thing? Because, man, this really isn't, it, 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 at the end of the day, it comes down to getting the word out. He goes, how did you find this show? Because nobody's, I mean, I mean uh, you know, we just, we got to get the word out, everybody. It's really important. He goes on to, to, real quick, he goes on to talk about why aren't the super fans of the Maxwell show Carl. finding him? But by the way, we're getting the word out for him. By we the are way. You understand? Like yes. your podcast is very big. It's yeah. very popular. You have a lot of listeners and you, it's undeniable. Like Kumia listens. We all listen. So we're helping you. We're getting the word out. Maxwell Holly. Yeah. And I'm going to play some of his uh, great jokes for you to make sure people are checking in on Polly MF20. Here is, <laughs> here's him explaining I can't believe the super fans of the Maxwell show aren't finding us. Ooh, super fans. Where are you at? How do we, how do we get the super fans? And look, I know I suck on Twitter because I, I like Twitter. I don't think tweeting is what's going to help this show. I think all the tweeting in the world is not going to do it. To be honest with you. He's not understanding how any of this works. Then he reads, cause he's reading all these comments that come in. So somebody asks him about taking over for Rover's show. 
which is hilarious. Uh, Rover has hinted at leaving when his contract expires. If that were to happen, and WMMS, that's his uh, home station, uh, and iHeart <laughs> picked up the phone and called you, would you come do mornings? Okay, first off, let me say that I appreciate that question, but this is the type of stuff that I'm not really going to talk about anymore. He's pretending this is a realistic scenario. Rover leaves MMS, and they call you to come over and take this over. Dude, you got fired from there 10 years ago. 11 years ago. This is not even realistic. He's like, listen, guys, I didn't want to speculate on talk this. Talk about anymore because it's it's almost like you're dancing on someone's grave. It's like, what if he, what if they fired him? Or what if he, they, the, the, You know that he would take that gig in a heartbeat. Carl. He's a social worker making $30,000 a year right now. Of course he would take that gig. Right now, this guy... When he got fired from WMMS in Cleveland, he went to WNCX 98.5, the classic rock station. Their ratings were so low. He signed a year contract. They blew him out eight months. His ratings were so low. Nobody gives a fuck. And there's this will never happen. And by the way, the Pauly MF20 is not a podcast. It's him trying to get a radio gig because he's done. No one will ever hire him, ever. But he, he likes to think that, well, you know, if Rover decides to leave terrestrial radio, I'll pro- probably on the short list for that phone call. No, you're not. I'm not a big fan of Rover at all, but he's undeniable with his success. He made a lot of money in this industry. But at the end of the day, nobody he, this guy's not on he's on no one's radar. Nobody's radar. We uh, Rover sucks. We did a review of his show if you want to check that out. I don't know, no, I don't know ter- which episode it is, but it's worth it. Like, I'm not a fan. He's been very, very, very shitty to me. So I, I, I will never encourage anyone, but it's a, it's archaic. It's the dinosaur. It's dying. So whatever. It is what it is. I don't give a fuck. I'm in a hotel room in Kansas City. I might be dead tomorrow. Go ahead with the clip. <laughs> this is how you live your life, too, I've noticed. You like to start shit with a lot of people. I, I enjoy that a lot. I heard you shitting on Chrissy Mayer on a recent podcast. Not a, <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. All right. Well, well, before we get into anything else, let's finish up on a few clips here. You listened to an episode number 14 called Not Doing That. And he reads uh, an email about losing <laughs> listeners. You're talking like we're talking. We're listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication. Like it's like it's like an album. <laughs> right. We got a few more cuts. We're gonna flip to the B side. <laughs> We got some deep cuts here. Here we go. From Polly. Here's, <laughs> here's the other side with Polly MF20. This is called Crumbs of Polly. This album. <laughs> See how I was able to just get that out? It's called that's called be professional. Let's go ahead and get to some emails and some Facebook comments. Josh Emerson writes, uh, this is sure not the Maxwell show that I loved. Gotta say, you're falling a little short. There you go. And here they go. They start dropping like flies because, A, it's just not so. Here here you go, Josh. I mean, what do you, what do you want from me, dude? I knew this was going to happen. I'm okay. It's collateral damage. Not, everyone, not everyone's going to like it because it's different, because I'm different, because I change, because we change. Maybe you should change, Josh. I like how they started off with, look, it's not for everyone. We're doing something different. He's like, why? You should like it. You're an asshole. You haven't evolved like I've evolved. It's your problem. The only thing that's... The only thing that's changed is his name. That's it. Nothing's changed. He's still a fucking asshole. Well, something else, something else changed that I think you pointed out, and that's the fact that he no longer has the cast and crew of personalities on there with him. Let's uh, let's get into that. Uh, maybe you can have 
chunk thrown in for a podcast. You know what? I actually reached out to Tiffany. I heard enough about that. I mean, wow, that makes it sound like I'm not thrilled about it. No, I just, you know, people asked enough that I just reached out, just threw out like a, hey, what's up? You hate me. What's up? <laughs> so I don't know if anything will come from it. We'll see. That would be interesting. Mr. Laugh. All right. So Tiffany, a.k.a. Chunk, was uh, another. Oh. Yeah, she was the whole of the show. And she actually followed him from the show they got fired from to that other show that they lasted eight months on. And listen, she's 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 a nice person. She's a very nice lady. Yeah. But after that 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 second sin on that WNCX, she's like, "Fuck this guy! I'm done with him. He's a psychopath." And she wanted to live a normal life, and this guy won't stop harassing her. Like he's stalking her. Like he's like she's like living a normal life. Like I like I don't need radio. I don't need exposure. I don't need this life. But Maxwell or slash Paulie is like looking for her and bothering her. Right. So he explains that he is trying to get in touch with her to get her on the podcast. And this is the one where you said uh, he keeps saying that he's moved on, but he will not let go of the past. Is this where I should bum you out and tell you guys how I just talked to Tiffany? Should I do that? How I just talked to Chuck? Remember old Chunk? Yeah, just just talk to her. This is where we're going to go into a I'm going to embrace the tailspin right now because this actually speaks to what she had to say. So I picked up the phone and called her again because I can't wait for people to come to me. I got to stalk them. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, it's how I do it. I, I, uh, I picked up the phone. I gave Chunk a call and she answered. Nice. And we had a really nice, pleasant conversation. We caught up and then I asked her if she knew about the podcast and she's like, I had no idea. Oh, so she's like everybody else in the world. She had no idea you were doing a podcast. Well, that's exciting. They talked. So, Chad, maybe she's going to come on the show. Oh, what's funny here is his, his, his co-host, Stansberry, he's on iHeartRadio and Gantt right now. He replaced Bob and Tom Morning, so he has a morning show. And he doesn't talk about him. They have no interaction. There's, It's very strange. It's very weird. So for him seeking out this old co-host slash third mic, and not him mentioning Sansbury is interesting. You think maybe they had a little bit of a falling out because maybe Maxwell is oh. an asshole? Is that what you're? Is that what two you're things? Thinking? He's either a fucking asshole. I want nothing to do with him. Or one, Maxwell wants to get back on radio in a dying industry. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. He can't even get someone who's not doing anything right now to come out his show. And I extended the invitation for her to come on for an episode. And I don't think she's going to do it. She, uh, and again, this is. <laughs> you can't even get her to just call into his podcast. You would think they'd want to have like a little bit of closure or just a little conversation for the fans. She's like, I'm not into it. But I ask you this, Chad, could they maybe at least get together socially and hang out? I said, give it a listen. And if you have any desire, I would love to have you on just to say hello. And and I left it at that. And then I said, and we would love to have you over for dinner. And there was a pause and she was like, yeah, maybe someday. And I was like, oh, oof, that's a kind of a kind of a kick there. You're uh, not really. So anyway, <laughs> she doesn't want to get together with her for dinner. And I like how. You know, Stuttering John always asks people out for drinks because he's an alcoholic. This guy's 300 pounds. He's like, what do you want to get together for? Dinner, lunch, third dinner, second dinner, late night snack. What do you want to get together for? This 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 poor lady, Chunk, Tiffany, she wants to live her life. Yeah. This guy won't let her go. Like, 
why is he podcasting at this point? Like, just stop it, dude. It's over. It's all done. You got burned out of the radio industry. You're not making a comeback. You're not a changed man. Just stop harassing former employees. And punt. All right, I have one more clip that I really want to play. And I don't know if I should reveal what this is or if I should let it play and then have you explain what we just listened to. Play it, and I'll tell you exactly. I know what you're talking about. Okay. This is someone who left a voicemail. He plays people's voicemails. Bordick. Bordick, Bordick. Paulie, uh, I've been loving the show. I love that you brought it back. I, I, I want... Okay, is this real? Is this a... I don't know. My spider, my spider sense is tingling. Me thinks this could be someone doing a voice. Although part of me is also like, nah, this is... Sounds like that guy from, uh, what was it, King of the Hill? Uh, a Hill Large Pie Frying a Coffee. You know, if you listen to old... MMS shows, or if you just kind of more or less listen to podcasts. Uh, okay, so to answer that, I think what you're asking is, do I listen to terrestrial radio? The answer is, for the most part, no. So that voicemail was me. with an. I was doing a country accent, and <laughs> he cut off the end of it, which I want to know. I go, you ever talk to Stansberry, his co-host, who has a radio show in Canton? He won't address the situation. He won't address what their relationship is, why he won't say his name, nothing. But that was me. That's hilarious. I'm, he cut I you hate listening to a show. He cut you off mid-sentence. He's like, I think what he's asking me here, let me just answer the question that I'm making up that he's asking me. Yeah, because I didn't want him to know it was me. Right. So I had to do a fake accent. And, you know, it's not that great. But at the end of the day, like, I want to know what the fuck is going on with him and Stansberry's co-host. Well, his spidey sense was tingling on that one. So he, he was on to something. He was he on got it. He was on to you on that one. Yeah. Oh boy. This was a great way to start start off Jocktober. It's a show that I know Opie and Anthony had a whole saga with Maxwell, and they definitely got the better of him. I think the And pests, cunt. <laughs> yeah. I think the pests. <laughs> Uh, really screwed them up. I think their uh, MySpace page was obliterated by uh, the pests in the Opie Anthony show. And uh, not funny. That's where that's where that came from. Not funny. Anything else you want to say about uh, our friend Polly there? Listen, guys, thank you so much. I'm a fan of your podcast. And if you want to support me, by all means, you can listen to my podcast, Sit Down Zoomock. I'm on Kevin Brennan's podcast. I know you guys have a weird, I don't care. Anyways, I'm there. But seriously, if you can go to iTunes and leave a one-star rating to Polly MF20 and tell him how <laughs> terrible it is. More I importantly, let's it. shit on this guy. Go uh, to his iTunes and just shit on it. One star. He sucks and punt. Not funny. You fucking asshole. Because when I was a young comic trying to make it, you were horrible to me. And now you're a recovering alcoholic. And if you do your 12 steps, you're supposed to, like, forget. You've never done that. So I will make your life a living hell. I went on Who Are These Podcasts, which is very popular. Everyone listens, and you are done. It's over. Your podcast is over. Suck my dick, fuck off, and punt. And you're embarrassing yourself. That's the best part about this. I love these radio guys who can't let it go. Like, oh, I could still do this. Obviously, you cannot. Yes, obviously you cannot. Obviously, it was the people around you that made you listenable in the first place because when you do it by yourself, you fucking suck at it. You're really bad. Opie, 
Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk more about Sit Down with Zumok podcast. But uh, first, I really want to By thank... the way, it's not that great of a pot. I have a podcast. It's not that great. It's not. It's like fine. Right. It's decent. Jesus Christ. Trying to help you out here, Chad. I'm just being honest. Like, we want honesty in this life. Like, Chrissy Mayer is terrible. You guys won't admit it. And my podcast is not that good. So go ahead. Oh, great. Well, first, I want to thank... Bringing this show to you is my bookie. Between the NFL college ball and MLB playoffs, there's no shortage of games to watch. By the way, my fucking Cubs yesterday. Ugh. They couldn't score a single run in an elimination game anyway. And with thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events, you can turn your game day into payday with my bookie. If you're the type of guy who likes to back the favorites, considering putting together a couple of parlays for a much bigger payout, that's what I like to do. That has worked very well. One o'clock games, there's a bunch of them. There's some big favorites. Put them all in a parlay. Win some money. Producer Crystal's what I'm talking about. We've won a few bucks on uh, my bookie. It's true. Thank you. It is true. Not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting, but more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real money maker. And don't forget about the underdogs. They have a ton of value. The thing about the NFL is that underdogs are never really dogs on Sunday. Every team truly has a chance to win. And you do too. All right. So sign up at my bookie. There's a link in our show description. When you do use the promo code WATP to claim a deposit match. That's a dollar for dollar match up to a thousand bucks. So you deposit $999. They give an additional $999 to bet with. This is real money. They pay out easily. And the bonus is designed to give you a little bit of help, a little bit of a head start on your winning season. WATP is the promo code stacked UFC cards, presidential prop bets, all major sports Carl. and more. Chad, what's up? Buddy? Browns. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Yeah. They're two and one. They're going up against the Dallas Cowboys that are one and two. So listen, I'm telling you right now, they're going to cover like the Browns figured it out. So all you betties, like do whatever you have to do, but bet on the Browns. The Browns have a good offense this year. Um, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is on my fantasy team. Everyone wants to know about my fantasy team. That's 3-0. Thank you, Nick Chubb. And, yeah, the, the Cowboys, they came in with a lot of hype this season. They're not living up to it yet. Fuck them. <laughs> Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. And that's with the promo code WATP. We really appreciate MyBookie for helping us out. All right, we've been teasing a lot of uh, Opie stuff, so let's get into it. Opie is doing his Facebook Live show where he goes on Facebook Live and he just talks to people. He He just responds to what people are chatting at him. And he calls this a podcast for some reason. I can tell you that the people who listen to his show are just as boring as him. And I'll prove it. They're talking about the presidential debate between Biden and Trump that happened this past Tuesday. I want his take. I want his take so bad. You won't believe it. His take is that nobody won. I know. What a hot take that is. But someone comes up with a really funny take. I was going to say that. Good for you, Jonathan Fa. Like watching Walter Matthau and uh, Jack Lemon. Yes, from Grumpy Old Men. Oh, hilarious. I was going to say that, he says. 
I don't know that you want to take credit for that one. It's not that interesting or original. Carl, how much money has Opie made? Do you know? He was making between two to three million dollars a year when he was working at Sirius. I don't know how much money he was making on Terrestrial, but uh, he's a multimillionaire. Just go away. Just go away. Like that's all. It's fine. If you give me that money, I'm done. I'm out. Stop You'll never hear yourself. from me again. I am gone. You'll never hear from me again. He's a narcissist. It's not, it's called narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder. He needs this attention, and it's 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 gross. It's like I honestly I will leave if you give me a, a million dollars. I'm done. I'm out. Bye. I don't need it. Well, it's weird because you talk to millions of people every morning on the radio, and now you talk to 120 people on Facebook. You would think that would be enough to discourage you. For some reason, Opie's fine with that. He thinks it's it's good enough. So somebody in the chat asks about Howard Stern. Opie responds, because yeah. he's not a fan of Stern, as you know. Mm. Opie responds and then immediately catches himself that he is not in a better place than Stern is. Howard Stern, he's not even in the conversation anymore. You know what? I'm not either. You know, I can't sit here and say Howard Stern's not in the conversation anymore. Make believe I am. I got a phone duct taped to a window because it's too windy outside to do my live stream. (laughs) All right. Picture this. He's got his phone duct taped to a window because he also has to hold a Zoom recorder that he's recording his podcast on while also doing Facebook Live. I'm not joking. This is what the setup is. A guy who used to have an immaculate studio at SiriusXM is talking to a Zoom recorder and a smartphone that's duct taped to a window. Carl, his agent, Bob Eatman, was about to represent me at one point. And he okay. told me the amount of money Opie was going to make. And I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, it's unbelievable. Now, I'm not trying to be disrespectful because I like you and I love the podcast. But what's your situation right now? Like, what, Where are you at opposed to Opie Radio's Zoom recorder? As far as listeners go? No, I'm just talking about your setup. Oh, (laughs) fair enough. We've upgraded recently in more recent times. So we do this from my house, but we do have a studio built here. And we we do have a professional setup now. You have microphones and mixer, all that shit? Correct. Yep. I'm I'm looking at microphones. Even producer Chris has a microphone in front of him. You have a producer. Just in case. Say hi, Chris. Hello. You... Chris, what's up? You hey. have a producer. So Opie's just talking to a recorder. And his kids are playing in the background. He doesn't even have like a secluded place. He's usually walking Multi-millionaire. on the beach. Multi-millionaire. He's usually walking on the beach and doing this. So you hear wind and shit. But in this scenario, it's stormy outside. So he's inside and he has a tape to the window as he's doing this. Because he likes to show the beach on his Facebook. He doesn't show himself. Wow. He shows the beach wow. on his Facebook Live. It's It's incredible. And actually, let's talk about that because Opie explains that he's trying to turn this into a show, this format that he has. Kind of frustrating, though, because uh, the regulars know we've been doing this a really long time. And, you know, I'm starting to develop it into a real kind of a, I I guess, a show in a way. At first, I would just turn this on and go, hey, what's up? Hey, what, what what's going on with you, man? <laughs> and now we're trying to um, we're trying to develop this into material. Certainly, I take a lot of this stuff and I, I put it into the Opie Radio podcast. Like, I, I cut out all the fat and then it makes me sound like I'm really sharp and quick and I can just go from topic to topic. That's my editing skills. This is the edited version? I honestly had no idea. That's amazing. This is this 27-minute episode that I listened to 
where he's mumbling nonsense with retards is the edited quality version of the podcast. That's insane. And Chad, well, he's a re- he's a retard. Go he, ahead. He recognizes that he's competing with every other podcast out there, and you would think, having recognized that and knowing what your ex partner is doing with Compound Media and having a whole studio set up and live streaming and everything that he's doing, that he would realize he's got to up this game a little bit. He thinks he's doing enough. I'm I'm basically competing with pretty much every single person that lives on planet Earth now. They all decided they could do what I do. We can. Everyone has a podcast. My wife is sick of it because every time you turn on the TV, you hear, and don't forget about my new podcast. And I'm like, of course, of course, you got a podcast too. So that's why I got to try to make it as polished as possible and make it smoke because I'm literally competing with hundreds of thousands of assholes now. Where is this confidence coming from? I got to make my show smoke. It's terrible. It's the worst thing you've done, and you've done so many bad things. You used to podcast in the kitchen of a restaurant while it was being built, and that was better than what you're doing now. By the way, you know, all his listeners, is he had the feed. Like, he still had the RSS feed from Opie and Anthony, so that's why he has listeners. Like, oh, yeah, it's he not deb- like he's gay. Dude, he debuted at number two on iTunes. When he yeah, first, so, like, he was on Westwood One. He, was, uh, he had a ton of downloads. He's lost them all. Yeah, so it's not like he grew this from, like, grassroots from, like, a new lips and feet. Like, it, this right. is all new. Uh, this is terrible. It's terrible. It's bad radio. You think he'd be depressed about it. I, I bet he is. You had mentioned to me that you had a little run-in with Opie. Greg Hughes. Yeah, Gregory. So, listen, I every comic wants to do Opie and Anthony. Everyone. And I'm lucky enough to be a regular on Kumia show, which is great. So I used to go up to Sirius XM. I did Pete Diam. Pete Dominic, I did uh, Godfrey, Karen Hunter, and Raw Dog Radio. And I would hang out in the hallways just waiting to go on shows. So Club Soda Kenny, who's a friend of mine, saw me. He goes, hey, what are you doing here? I told him, he goes, let me get you on Opie's show. I'm like, yeah, it's great. Club Soda Kenny, he's my favorite. Fucking great dude. Yeah. Just awesome. He literally went in studio and goes, we have a Cleveland correspondent. His name's Chad Zumok. And Opie goes, who? Opie knows who I am. I've had conversations. I've had, like, long conversations with Opie about radio because we had Bob Eatman in common. So he knew who it was. And he said, who? So fuck you, Opie, you cunt, you asshole. Like, I, you knew who I was, and you pretend like you didn't. And now your show's gone, and you're on a shitty podcast, and I'm fucking skull-fucking you on who are these podcasts. This is another example. Opie says, all my friends deserted me. I guess we see who our real friends are now that I don't have power. It's like, you were a shithead to people. You big-time people all the time. This is what you deserve. And he acts like, oh, everyone was just trying to use me for my, you know, I had a big radio show. It's like, no, Opie, you were the asshole in every scenario. Who? Jesus. So I'm guessing you never got on the Opie and Anthony show then? No, I was just in the hallway. I was watching, like, Sherrod and Carl and those guys. I was, like, in the hallway watching, like, all right, cool. I'm, I was doing another show, but at the time, like, Kenny being a great dude was trying to get me on. He was trying to throw an assist, but Opie is a narcissist, and he thought I was beneath him. And, you know, fast forward, like, two months later, Carl was doing a show at the Village Underground. I showed up, and he's like, Zumag, what's up? We started talking, and I knew what he was doing. I was like, hey, what's up? You know, I didn't want to be a dick. 
But at the time, I'm like, he's a fucking radio. I know these dudes. He's Maxwell. He's Paulie. He's Alan Cox. He's every fucking radio hack of all time. But way more successful, which makes him even worse. Which makes him even he's more. A, yeah, multi-million. Yes. Undeniable. Listen, he's he should just go away. It's where you're done. So he loves to compare himself to Howard Stern. And someone asks a question while he's doing his show. Oh, the real question is who wins in a fight, Stern or Opie? Wow, that's a great question. That's not a great question. That's the opposite the of a great question. question. That's a stupid it's a question. a terrible question. It's a terrible question. All right, before we move on to Stuttering John and his antics, a couple of things I want to play, and this is Opie going through the debate and giving his hot takes on it. Uh, this is about how he just is watching this stuff for the entertainment value. And the world By the way, I'm is... curious. I'm curious on his take because of Kumia. I'm, I wonder if he'll take a difference of opinion. I, I'm curious. Yeah, they, they don't tend to see eye to eye when it comes to politics. And the world is laughing at us today. But I just look at it as entertainment, and I was so entertained last night. All right, so Opie says, I don't care who wins. These guys are all clowns. It doesn't matter, and I'm just enjoying the ride. And then later on in the show, he says this. To be serious for a moment, it was uh, it was deeply depressing that that's where our politics are at. Well, why don't you just be fucking real with us, Opie? I hate people who say, I don't even care. These It doesn't matter. Everyone's an idiot. And then, but to be honest with you, I'm actually really upset about it and concerned that things are bad. It's like, well, you got to pick one or the other. You can't do both. Have a take, dude. You don't even have a fucking take. Yeah. How are you a radio host or a podcast host? And your take is, I don't give a shit, and this is really upsetting, and I'm depressed about it. That's not a good take. (laughs) That's the opposite. And then Opie decides to read questions that are nonsensical and stupid. Who wins a fist fight? Um, I mean, I I, I think when, honestly, I think Biden uh, wins a fist fight. I think Biden wins the fist fight. I think Biden wins the... uh, you know, the bike race. Biden is a 77-year-old feeble man. Trump's got 150 pounds on him. What are you talking about? He wins in a fist fight. This shit would be over so goddamn quick. Shout out to the great Anthony Cumia, who's given so many comics, so many platforms with Compound Media. And I'm listening. I'm not a real political guy. I'm a middle guy. But I will tell you right now, listen, Opie, is, he's, he's retarded. Howard Stern, his show sucks right now. We all agree, right? Yes. It's not good. It's terrible. But at one point, I'm telling you, he was a powerhouse. Like terrestrial radio, like you couldn't, it was undeniable. Yep. When he was already, he was, it was a fucking amazing show. And that's the reason why you're here. I'm here. I'm here because of Howard Stern. Howard Stern was undeniable, but it's embarrassing how people just forget where they came from or who made them who they were. Even, even people in your comment chats, your Reddit, whatever. You, you can't forget where you came from. You can't forget where you came from. So, Opie, you just said he's a retard. I'm going to take it one step further. He I'm sounds like mentally challenged. He sounds like a Twitch streamer. Now, forget the fact that this is Opie from Opie and Anthony, multimillionaire radio guy who surpassed almost every other radio guy who tried to do this morning show format. And just listen to him crack himself up over this. Can you imagine if that's what happened last night? Can you imagine also they said, fuck this, and they they went to the center of the uh, the stage and just started fucking throwing haymakers at each other? 
And then Trump said, fuck this. And then just sat on Biden. And then Chris Wallace is sitting there going, what do we do now? And then everyone's everyone's side comes running out to help their guy and they can't get Trump off Biden. <laughs> he sounds like a child. There's a childish fantasy that he was just having on his show. Give me Patrice O'Neill, Louis C.K., Bill Burr, Anthony Cumi, and Jim Norton. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I have the number one radio show in the world. Right. That's all you need. Right. Give me those. Give me Bill Burr, Louis C.K., Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, and guess what? I will rule the world. Opie literally had millions of listeners while he was playing Candy Crush on his phone. And why he thinks that he would get fired from SiriusXM and start up a successful podcast is beyond me, like you said, narcissism. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Opie, you didn't do anything. You don't do anything. You sound like Patrice a man child. <laughs> Louis C.K., Bill Burr, Jim Norton, Anthony Cumia. You rule the world. Well, let's it's not, that simple, let's dude. Let's not forget another guy who was a regular on the old Opie and Anthony show is Joe Rogan. You ever heard of this guy? Yeah, the guy yeah. who signed that fucking yeah. Like I, I mean, Opie, I would do it really well. Opie, I would do well. Opie is so jealous of Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan's the king of podcasting, and Opie is not even in the conversation. He's not even a topic to discuss. So somebody in his chat says, "What we should do is have the debate where Joe Rogan is moderating." And of course, this has been brought up. Even Trump tweeted that he would do it. A four-hour show with Joe Biden on uh, Joe Rogan's show. So Opie, you can tell, does not like Joe Rogan at all. And he gets a little triggered by this. Uh, <laughs> Rogan debate would be awesome, though. Uh, why? Because he's the it guy. What, what, would, what would Rogan bring to, to this, uh, this, de- uh, this debate? So obviously he does not listen to Joe Rogan. He has no idea. Well, why? Because he's the it guy. He's the guy. That, no, because he has an amazing podcast. He's the most listened to podcaster, and he does a straight interview show with people. He's already done yeah. this with different people who go in there and debate on different topics. He's amazing at it. He does his research. He knows his shit. He keeps the conversation going. That's why you'd have Joe Rogan do this. Why? Because he's the it guy. I'm so tired of hearing people talk about Joe Rogan. Well, get used to it, asshole. He's the king of podcasting, and you suck. Well, I've heard uh, Joe Rogan said I was funny on a podcast, which I will use as credit. And I'll be with Tim Dillon October 20th and 21st at Side Splitters in Tampa. If you want to come see me, because Tim was on Rogan recently. Uh, yeah. So I just want to put a plug in. I, I was going to mention that because I heard you plug that on your show. Tim Dillon is my favorite podcaster right now. He's fucking He's hilarious. And that, I love him. I that's love him. really cool that you guys are uh, are doing a show together. If you're well, he worked his way up, man, yeah. the right way. Like he was a guy who was just struggling, and he did his thing, and now he's the fucking treasure selling out shows, and I love that. And he's not like a right or left. He's just a guy who's just calling out bullshit, like you are. Yeah, he's a he's a really funny guy. His show is endlessly entertaining to me. And you're and... calling out bullshit. You're calling out bullshit, which is beautiful. That's why I'm here. I love it. Like, I, I, I'm attracted to people like you. Like, we are the last fucking Mohicans. Like, you are the guy. <laughs> Thank You're you, calling buddy. out bullshit. Thank You're you, calling buddy. out bullshit. Yeah, we, we try to not roast the ones we love, but roast the ones who deserve it. It's kind of uh, our motto. Yeah, man. There. So, if you've already mentioned that your podcast isn't very good. So, when you talk to Tim Dillon, can you tell him <laughs> to do our podcast? <laughs> Just, let him, just put uh, it in for do, Carl from WTP. 
I, he, he's done mine. He's done mine one time. Okay. And I want him to do mine now when he's like selling <laughs> right. out everywhere. Yeah. Now he's doing so, Joe Rogan. He doesn't really have time for that shit. <laughs> he's been on Rogan like nine times. So like I'm like do yeah. mine. So uh, he's been on my podcast. So I awesome. listen. Yeah. So there's one episode to listen to from your podcast. I, I've had guys like I had Norman on and Bert and all the fucking players for all you comedy fans. They're all been on. Bert Kreischer. Yeah. Did he do this? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big Bert fan. Yeah, I know. It's Bert's fucking, a Bert's a cunt. He's a, it's all marketing. <laughs> I love this guy. I was just, I was a genuine friend for the show. <laughs> Say like, again. what are you gonna do? Like, not let me open for you? We're done. Your wife's a nice lady, but you're a fucking bitch. You're a terrible comic. You're not good. You're marketing. It's all marketing. Marketing, 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 marketing. Shirt off, drinks, blah, blah, blah. It's marketing, marketing. You wake up every morning going, oh, how do I market this? How do I market this? That's it. That's your life. He's not a bad person, but he's marketing. I will say this about Bert Kreischer. He has the machine story that is hilarious, and he does not it. that not really. If you look at he the machine story, well. it's not that good. It's pretty. It's good. Not that good. Hold on. Let me, let me get through my fucking point. Can you can you yes and for a half a second over here? And punt. <laughs> and punt. <laughs> oh, I still have that on the board. I just I just like that. And punt. No, he has a, he has one story that's entertaining and funny. He's milked that. What's surprising about Bert is that. You can't get away from him. He's on everyone's podcast. He's on 3,000 podcasts that he hosts himself. He's constantly putting out content. I reviewed a show recently where he's eating peanut butter on a podcast, which is, by the way, eating food on a podcast sucks. Eating peanut butter is the worst thing you could possibly eat on a podcast. And this is what he's putting out his content. And somehow he's still very popular. I cannot figure it out. I will tell you this now. I used to open for Bert. I'm a guy. I know him. I know him very well. I have his yeah. phone number. He's not fun to hang out with because he's just looking at his phone the whole time. Like that he's he's recording himself or looking at Twitter. So funny like that's what that. it is. I'm sorry, guys. I, I know you I'm I'm raining on your parade about the the machine. And listen, he's not a bad he's not a bad guy. He's not, but he's a fucking narcissist who wants to be famous. That's all he wants to be. It's not about comedy. He doesn't care about the comedy vehicle to get you there. He pretends he does, but he doesn't. Because David Tell is the best comedian of all time. Agreed. He is. Yep. And for me, like, I'm like, I'm Team Mattel. Bert Kreischer is just marketing. He just wants to be famous. So fuck Bert. If this ruins my career, I'm fine. I'm good. I I, I did very well. I love this podcast. <laughs> this is great. I love it. Yeah, uh... Bert, fuck him. Con He's a cunt. Kreischer, done. Speaking. I live in Tampa, by the way. I live in his hometown. I know my Calta. I'm here. I'm around. It's so funny you say that while you're hanging out with him, he's looking at his phone the whole time. He does that when he has guests on his show. He got called. He's up. not fun. We reviewed his show. His guest was talking. He goes, um, are you just going to read your text this whole time? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Like, he's not dude. fun to hang out with, dude. Like, he's not drinking beers and doing shots. It's all, like, marketing. I'm like... What the fuck is going on, dude? Like, I'm trying to party with you, and you're not partying. We're in Nashville. We're in fucking Nashville with the staff, and he's looking at his phone. I'm like, let's do some shots. Let's party. It's all marketing. It's all bullshit. So speaking of comics who like to show off that they drink a lot and aren't funny.
Stuttering John did a show, speaking of the presidential debate, he did a show with Hell Sparks where they watched the debate live and then discussed it a little bit afterwards. And I'm going to play a couple clips from that. We're going to do a little game here, and this is from the No Agenda show, is who started this game, but it's called Drunk or Not Drunk. Drunk or Not Drunk. Now, Stuttering John is watching the debate with Hale, which is, what, 6 o'clock Western time? He's in L.A. I think it started at 9 o'clock here. So it wasn't that late. It would have gotten over by like 7.30-ish out in L.A. And you watch John down Coors Lights and smoke weed during the entire debate. And then when it gets done, you hear John give his hot takes on it. Previously agreed to it. Here's the problem. See, this is what America should say to themselves. Donald Trump is is not adhering to any of the... no, he Donald never Trump will. Is not adhering to any of any of the rules, mm-hmm. but his supporters will go. Yeah, he just bullied him. Yeah, yeah, right. right. We've listened to a lot of stuttering John clips on this show. He is wasted. You know what, Carl? Like, I I don't want to shit on John. Like, I know Chrissy Mayer does that to like she's trying to like put, like position herself to move forward. And I know you guys have this thing. Like, he's always been cool to me. Like, okay. like I can't I can't shit on him. And I understand, like, like Chrissy Mayer is trying to make a name. She wants to be famous, and she will never be. So <laughs> he's turning this into just... the Chrissy Mayer segment. <laughs> I but, love it. But John's like a nice guy, man. I mean, he provided me a lot of entertainment when he was on Howard Stern, and he's done very well for himself. So I can't shit on the guy. He's been cool to me. He's promoted my shows. Like he'll he'll retweet whatever show I'm on. So oh, I'm gonna the stuttering John right retweet. Now. That's the greatest thing you could get. But it, you know what? People come out, so I don't know. I'm I'm on, you know, I like difference of opinion. Chrissy Mayer, speaking of her, had Mitch Fatel on her show recently. and I heard about this. Okay, I have a couple clips here. Rich, Mitch Fatel was an intern at the Howard Stern show. He had to leave his internship six months in because he crashed his car and no longer could get to the Carl, the by the way, no one's talking about Mitch Fatel. Nobody in radio or comedy. He's not on no one's radar. Well, he made a name for himself like, for Mitch a while. Fatel he had a good a, run. He, got, he, had a he did. He did well, but he's done. It's over. Like, like if the fact that he's calling the Chrissy Mayer show means he's done. Fair enough. That's not my point. My point is that he knows Southern John. They went to NYU together. And what happened was when he could no longer intern a Howard Stern, he introduced Stuttering John to the Howard Stern show and got him that gig. Mitch Fatel is responsible for stutter, bringing Stuttering John to the fucking world. Okay. So if you have a problem with Mitch Fatel, that's probably a good way, good reason to have a problem with him. But I just thought that was funny. He was on Chrissy Mayer's show and talking. Well, through- Go ahead. By the way, Chrissy Mayer is winning, by the way. Like no one should be talking about mediocre comedy like Chrissy Mayer. Like, why are we doing this? Like, she's smart. She's a hard worker, but nobody gives a fuck about Chrissy Mayer. Go ahead. Roll dude, the clip. Dude, if you enjoy shitting on Chrissy Mayer, check out our episode entitled Chrissy Mayer. No one shits on Chrissy Mayer more than I do, all right? Don't you worry about that. But we made up recently. So this is uh, Mitch on Chrissy's show talking about Stuttering John. John. Oh, know, right, because he went think, on to announce I don't the, think uh, anyone expected John, including himself and his parents, to do much. And all of a sudden he was really famous. I think that's pretty funny. Nobody expected John to do much. Not himself, not his parents. 
Even though John goes out and says, in second grade, I got an A. I knew I was going to be famous. Chrissy's been doing Santa for 10 years. She's a nobody. She got in with right. Kumia. That's what we're, we're talking her, about. <laughs> but we're giving her respect because of Kumia. Like, she's nothing. Like, what the fuck is going on? Chad, no one has shit on Chrissy Mayer more than I have. I'm the king of shitting on Chrissy Mayer. That's not the point. We're doing a Suttery John segment. I know. Damn but you. <laughs> this is why this is getting downloads. Why, by because, the way, because of Chrissy Mayer? What are you talking about? No, because by the way, if you listen to radio or terrestrial radio, there's never a difference of opinion. It's always like, yeah, he sucks, but fuck Trump, blah blah blah. I'm telling you right now, Chrissy Mayer's a cunt <laughs> who's trying to get famous. She's trying to really get famous. Into this. <laughs> like just... she's not a good stand-up, but she doesn't care how she gets there. She wants to be fake. And her her husband or brother or whatever the fucking situation it's is with her. It's a boyfriend. Yeah, uh, Frank. <laughs> yeah. And I hear he's a nice guy. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. But they want to position her to be famous, but it's over. It's done. So I'm telling you right now. I all right. Sorry. I'll say this because we're very yeah. honest here on WATP. Sure. Let's talk. I, I, I love you. I don't know that you can say it's done. I think Chrissy, if anything, is on the rise. And I'm not saying she's famous or that she's killing it or anything else. But she's getting like Twitter followers, but who gives a fuck? She's doing a comedy show in Atlantic City this weekend with the rest of the compound comedians. Yeah, with Anthony Cumia. Right. So she's in with that like, she's in with that crew. So that's a good place to be. Yeah, because no one wants to be with Anthony because it's like obviously the whole right wing bullshit politics. So she's trying to make a name for herself, and it's just not happening. It's done. It's over. Like, there's nothing there. I sent her clip of her laughs to a, a very famous comic. I'm not going to name her name. Okay. But they're like, she's terrible. Like, oh, like oh, she's just not a good her, comic. Just name her name. It's fun. It's more fun than you do. I'm not. I know you want that. Of course you want that. I would put it on my podcast, you my didn't. shitty podcast. You said the same thing on your podcast. You weren't going to name her name. I wouldn't name her name, but I'm not going to. But right. it's just like, she's not a good comic. Like, it's like, and she's not a bad person. I'm just saying she's like, stop. You're like, just go away. Work at FedEx. I can't believe how much you hate Chrissy Mayer. What is this all about? I don't hate her. I what? don't hate her. I what? Just, what do you mean you don't hate her? I just don't. She doesn't play ball. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, when you like, <laughs> I troll people when it's a back and forth. It's fun. There was no fun with her. So I'm like, all right, she's a cunt. <laughs> I don't hate her. He just took over my show and made it the Chrissy Mayer bashing show. I don't even hate her. Well, I don't she, know, I don't know well about. she's trying to make a name off of Stuttering John, which is your, you know, she's trying to make her thing That's what off I do. of Stuttering That's John. That's my thing. <laughs> well, you guys are good at it. Yeah. She's not. <laughs> so I want to play one last clip from Chrissy Mayer's show. And this is Mitch says that, Chrissy, you're a good interviewer. By and, the way, I'm yeah. having fun with this. Oh, good. Me too. Mitch <laughs> says, you're a good interviewer. And then Chrissy thanks him for that and says, no oh. one's, by the way, no one's talking about Mitch Fatelli. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about him. Are He's you, done. Are like, like whatever he this? had, What's he had this on? weird thing. No, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you the truth. All right, I'm going to try to set up this clip for the 15th time. Mitch Fatel says that Chrissy's a good interviewer. And Chrissy goes, oh, so you're not upset that I wrote down questions to ask? Because, of course, John ripped on her for having questions written down. And Mitch has a great take after that. 
I thank you for not getting upset that I took uh, notes about you and I was reading questions off of a paper. So. Oh no, I do that when I do my podcast. That was uh, stuttering. John got upset that I was reading questions off of a notebook. I was like, he didn't stuttering even John. know what show he was doing of mine. <laughs> stuttering John gets upset that when he looks in the mirror, he's stuttering John. <laughs> get out on the entire world because of that and yell at everybody and make everybody feel bad and i i don't know who's i'm like imagine trust is, is yeah listening to him but I'm, let them enjoy now all right you can say mitch fatal is over and no one pays attention to him anymore i don't know that he's out there talking shit about a lot of people like you and i are and he's saying that john is self-loathing so much he's taking it all out on the rest of the world i think that's kind of funny I think that's a little bit notable. Yeah. Listen, I don't agree with John's politics at all. Like, I'm not on board. Do you but think, do you he's, think he's cool funny? To me. Have you ever, have you ever uh, listened to his show or watched his YouTube? No, I have not. Okay, so you're like everybody else. I'm just like, I know him from the Howard Stern show, and he was very funny on that show. All right. I'm, fe- I'm feeling like we're not going to get through the stuttering John segment. I think I'm going to I'm gonna no, bail dude, on Keep it. going. I, dude, there's no bail. No, keep going. I don't care. Are you sure? Yeah, dude. I don't care. We don't like, have to I'm do like, this, man. I, I mean, when I, I'll tell you, when uh, I love a difference of opinion. That's a problem with this country. We, if if you don't like, it's cool to like not be eye to eye. Yeah, it's no, fine. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But I know that when when we had Florentine on, he didn't want to bash any comedians, and that was a good rule to have because it doesn't get you anywhere. He's great, and, and everyone if, loves him. Right, and if if John has been good to you and uh, you, you want to pretend that he's talented or good at what he does, then we're not going to have a lot to talk about because he's the worst. I will say this to you. Yeah. He's been cool to me yeah. and nice. I don't watch his comedy. I don't listen to his podcast, but he's just nice. And I love the the old school Howard Stern show. So that's where I go off of do whatever you want, man. Like I'm not a censor guy. Like keep going, bro. Like if you hate him, let's roll. I listen. I don't hate stuttering John. Which is weird. I should, because the guy has been nothing but a threat to me. He's threatened to sue me and to have hitmen come after me. That's he's, good. He says, he says, I know though. where you live. He says, I've got this guy's number. I'm going to take care of shit behind the scene. So I really should I have a problem I get with it. this guy. I don't like, I don't I don't like Opie. I, I don't like Opie. Like, Opie's a piece of shit. So I get it. So I'm not like mad. And I understand, like, so yeah, you know, do what you have to do. So, I get it. I'm right, with you. Chan, I'm here. All right, I love me, it. Let me let me say this. Let me put it this way, because maybe I'm, I can win you over. Because you just said, I don't know if John's funny. I know him from the Howard Stern show. He's a nice guy. He's not a nice guy. He goes after Chrissy Mayer in the same way he went after me. This is him talking. Well, Chrissy about- Mayer came after me, so but it's hold like on, hold on, listen to the clip, and then we can discuss it. Shorty one, I tuned to her podcast only once, and that's because you were on. After the way she treated you, I never gave her another shot. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to give her any air. I mean, she's a, a despicable, horrible person who retweeted pictures of my kids and disparaging them. And, you know, anybody who does that is a real, real horrible person. But I'm glad that if she's still trying to carry this on, then I'm going to continue my attacks on her behind the scenes. And she should know better than to screw with a guy like me because I'm the last person that you want to screw with. This is the same shit he used to say about us. 
We're gonna we're taking care of this behind the scenes. I'm the last person you want to screw with. Like real menacing types of threats. Not normal. I think this person sucks, okay. and Chrissy Mayer can go fuck herself. Like that normal shit like that. He's like, I'm not gonna talk about it. We're taking care of this behind the scenes. What kind of shit talking well, is that? I don't know if that was like Howard Stern upbringing because Howard Stern show was all about that toxic craziness. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. I don't know. I can't. He's just been nice to me. I don't know. Like he retweets my tweets. I don't know. I, I, I'm <laughs> I feel, in a weird position. I feel like Chad's doing a bit now. <laughs> he's retweeting my tweets. <laughs> but this he's amazing. Myself, so, <laughs> he and I, I love. Like I, I can't. Like even Artie. Artie's a piece of shit. But Artie was my influential reason why I got into stand-up, and I can't shit on him. Like I know he's a heroin addict and he's a, a fucking loser, but. He was he meant something to me. So I don't know. Like John, he he did something. And like Chrissy Mayer is like, who is she? Like compared to like John? I know you guys hate him. I get it. But I, I don't get don't it. Don't hate him. I just said that. I should and I don't. What we do on this show, Chad, is we point out that people suck at podcasting. He sucks at podcasting. He might be the worst. And Opie's in the mix, so that's impressive. There's no hate going on here. It's a great episode. Dude, I think pe- everyone will love this episode. <laughs> People in the Discord are like, this guy has to be trolling you. This is so fucked up. I just guess. I know he retweeted you. I get it. It's amazing. He's amazing. Anyone, he retweeted you. If anyone takes a difference of opinion, they get weird. They just get weird. No, 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 no. You're, you're not making a good argument, Chad. It's not a difference of opinion. I'm playing you clips and you're like, I don't care. I don't care. He, I like him. He's a nice guy. He's nice to me. I, li- I like the Howard Stern show. That's not a good opinion. You're missing the point. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I have a weird, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I, if you're cool to me, like, I'm cool. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, yeah, that's fine. I, listen, I get it, which is why I tried to give you an out 30 minutes ago. I know. I totally get I, it. I, I want to I hate Stuttering John like you do. I'm out. Whatever. <laughs> all right. I feel like we have covered it all today. I had a ton of fun talking about our buddy, Benjamin Borstein. We talked about Opie. We talked about stuttering John and Chrissy Mayer. So that means it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The this is the part of the show. Where we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's W-A-T-P, and I'm just going to tell you right now, because we're still doing Jocktober, we're going to be reviewing the Eric Zane Show podcast, and there's a very specific reason why we're going to be covering oh, yeah. Eric Zane. Here's the clip. Um, I've uh, I've struggled finding uh, a, you know, a, an, an army of podcasts that I can, uh, I can listen to. Very, very rarely do I find anything that's like, God, I, I, I gotta listen to this. Um, and I, I stumbled upon one uh, while I was on vacation, and I, I think it kind of uh, I think what the Apple Podcast app does is it just says uh, you might like this, and I see one, and uh, it says it's the show is called Who Are These Podcasts? Oh, and uh, I I didn't know what the hell it was, and I click on the description, and uh, this dude. Is it's a podcast review show, and holy shit, is this brutal? And this is why it scares me and entertains me at the same time. 
So this is a suggestion that came over from a guy named Garrett. And he recently sent this over. And I'm an asshole because I didn't realize that Eric Zane sent this to me back in July. The guy himself said, hey, I discovered your show. I want to have you on my show. I totally missed it because I'm an idiot. And I now I have to play yet another clip. This is the podcast that we'll be reviewing next week with Andy. So, uh, and, and I've thought about doing this in podcast form uh, to, to shows like just find a show, listen to it, and then highlight uh, low points, if you will, highlight the low points and have fun with it. Uh, but I, I couldn't really hone in on how I wanted it to sound. And I, now I'm, I'm not, there's no way I would ever try because it's already been done by, by this dude. His name is Carl. I don't know a lot about Carl. I've, uh, I've tried to find out his background, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. All I know is that he's funny as shit and insulting and just a fucking uh, a sniper when it comes to ripping people who are doing a podcast, a new asshole. Oh, uh-oh, I like this guy. This is going to make it a little bit tougher. But this guy is an ex-radio jock. He puts out, I think, five shows a week. I think this guy is putting out a ton of content. So we'll be checking out the Eric Zane show podcast on next week's WATP, and I'm looking forward to that. Chad Zumach, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you're in St. Louis. Our show is going to come out tomorrow. So Kansas what other show? Kansas City, I apologize. So what other uh, what other shows do you have coming up? People can check you out at. Hey, guys, thank you so much. I'm a big fan of this podcast. Shout out to uh, everybody we talked about. Shout out to <laughs> Chrissy Mayer, Cross- <laughs> John Menendez. Is it Menendez? Uh, John Melendez. Melendez. Either ways, thank you for everything. And listen, follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Chad Zumach. And you can listen to my podcast, which is decent. It's it's called Sit Down Zumach. It doesn't matter. Either way, shout out Kumia. Kumia's been very nice to me. Opie's been very shitty. that's That's what it is. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm being honest right now. And... I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you love who are these podcasts, leave a five-star review on iTunes. They've been very – like I've been on a treadmill listening to these guys. So they've been very good to me and very cool. And I, they, they give me a lot of entertainment. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Dude, I appreciate you coming on. And thanks for reaching out and doing this show. This has gotten Jocktober off to a fantastic start. I couldn't oh, be happier. We're going to kill it, by that. the way. Your thanks, numbers are going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so, buddy. Like like Donald Trump, amazing. Best amazing. case of COVID of all time. Well, Chad, we'd love to have you back on again sometime soon, my friend. Thank you so much for uh for coming on the show. Shout out, brother Wheeze. Shout out whatever <laughs> the fuck's going on. <laughs> oh, so please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out what's for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. Mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone.
know. Who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. All right. We're ready to introduce our brand new review girl. Are you there? Ben Fred, this guy. What's up, buddy? Excited to be here. Thank you for hiring me, sir. Oh, I'm excited to have you. How could you do better than Vic, you say? Well, we figured it out. It is band practice guy. Now, I'm going to call a little bit of an audible here. I know that we were going to have you on to read some reviews and do some voicemails, but actually I have more WATP to get to. I had to, I had to eject because someone was stopping me from doing the show. So, yeah, I know. I heard it. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, that's train wreck. Yep. yep. I mean, it's fine. Honestly, I don't mind. I mean, we should change things up from time to time. It's okay if you want to yeah, argue. Yeah, make it a shitty show every once in a while. <laughs> right? Why not, right? Oh, it's not? not like it, it, what people don't realize is that doing this show is so easy. I need someone to stand in my way. <laughs> <laughs> I need it to be more difficult. Thanks so much. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks so much for that. All right. Uh, I want to get through the rest of my Stuttering John stuff and then. Seamus has a brand new podcast and we have to talk about that. I'm so excited about it. So this is stuttering John again, after the debate show with Hal, he is wasted. Oh, uh, Hey Gonzo. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing now, besides Chris Wallace. Now I thought Joe Biden did a great job, but my mm-hmm. only problem, and it shouldn't be a problem is yeah. that he stuttered. And I know as a stutterer that people perceive a stutter is a sign of weakness. Sure. Like they think that, you know, and I've experienced that all my life, like mm-hmm. growing up, you know, they think that you might be stupid. You might be, you know, incompetent. Right. <laughs> so John latched on to the fact that Joe Biden was stuttering a lot during this debate. And he's like, guys, really smart people also have a stutter. I'm like, well, yeah, but don't use yourself as an example. You're not helping out your case with that one. <laughs> How wasted does he sound? He's doing the show in on his YouTube channel, and Hale's doing the show at the same time on his YouTube channel. And at one point, Stuttering John realizes that nobody's watching him on his channel. Um, hey, Hale, yeah. you know, let me ask a question. Why do you think there's nobody in my room right now? Because they're all over in my room because it's a party. Party, party, party. <laughs> no, um, no, because, I I, like, I, I, you know, removed that, you know, the debate clip. And as soon as I, I got him, he's wasted. Mm-hmm. It, it just um, fucked everything. Up. Right. Why would you get that drunk and go on YouTube? Wow. That's insane. Toasted, man. He's Especially done. when that's a thing that people tease you for is being a raging alcoholic at the age of 55. <laughs> you would think that maybe you would do a show at noon and then go get wasted. But no, this idiot just gets smashed. And by the way, Hale Sparks, I did some research on this guy because I didn't know a lot about him. Yeah, I don't I've never heard of him at He's never done drugs or drinking alcohol. Drinking? Drank alcohol <laughs> in his life, this guy. And why he's putting up with Stuttering John, I have no idea. I love <laughs> that he does. I'm glad that he does. But it actually goes further than him just putting up with him. He's actually going to go over to John's house and set him up because his podcast is so terrible. He has so many technical issues. <laughs> Hale says, dude... I will come over there. We'll get you set up right. We'll figure it out. And this is what Stuttering John says to that. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make that happen. Yeah, but just don't laugh about how 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 dirty that my place is because <laughs> I'm not married and and I'm you know 
I mean, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't have a wife anymore to clean up after me, so it's a pigsty. Wow. Wow, he's got the cat to kill all the roaches and shit, though. At least he's got the roach-killing cat, so that helps <laughs> yeah. out a little bit. Holy wow. shit, this guy is explaining on a YouTube show that my place is so disgusting, please do not judge me for it. Or, John, or, because this is four days before he's going to come over, clean your fucking house. You have fucking cockroaches, <laughs> for Christ's sakes. Why not just clean up? Because well, I don't have a wife. How else would you possibly clean a place if you don't have a wife? <laughs> I've lived alone before, producer Chris. You live alone. Is it possible to clean your house without a wife? My place is very clean. It is very clean. <laughs> How is that possible? Did you clean it? Yeah. Oh, mystery solved. You don't say. <laughs> All right. So you heard how wasted he got uh, when he was doing his show. And so I love that people are trolling him on the next show that he did and asking him about his hangovers. Uh, White Claw, bitch out. Do you have bad hangovers? I don't ever have hangovers. I don't, see. I don't drink as much as you people think. Like you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not sitting there guzzling bottles of vodka. You know, I mean, it isn't like that at all. I drink Coors Light. I mean, Coors Light. It's practically water. Yeah. So he doesn't realize that just because it's low in alcohol content doesn't mean drinking 18 of them won't get you drunk. And I like that White Claw, bitch out is like. Oh, how do you deal with your hangovers? Oh, I, I never get hungover. And I give White Claw a lot of credit on this one. Like a very good reporter would do, he has a follow-up question. This is what a professional reporter does. Uh, White Claw, bitch out. You didn't have a hangover after your, sh- after, your sh- after your show with Hal? That's amazing. No, I didn't. I didn't at all. <laughs> yeah, right. He was blackout yeah, drunk on the internet. Of course he did. You can't have a hangover if you don't stop drinking. I mean, you can drink it. Well, that's a good point. He might just get up and start drinking again. In yeah. which, in which case, you wouldn't no be hungover. Yeah, that, that's a good point. <laughs> now, he explains that he's not an alcoholic. He drinks Coors Lights, but it's only because he likes to hang out with his buddies. I just like the uh, I just like the whole thing. Hanging out with my buddies at the pub. Chewing the crap. <laughs> <laughs> if we named our shows... Something other than the podcast that we're reviewing, chewing the crap would be the title of this episode. I just like <laughs> chewing the crap with my friends. What? <laughs> what a disaster! After they they do the wrap up to the debate, the two of them are talking. Then John mysteriously goes away, and Hal's like, "Whoa, John, where'd you go? What happened?" So John's technology all malfunctioned, and he couldn't figure out. And so Hale's trying to explain to him how to get back on. John calls him on his phone. This is going to be a little bit hard to hear, but this is Hale explaining uh, that John is like his mother when it comes to technology. Are you fucking with me? No, I just went on it. It's still, it's at like two hours now. It keeps, it's still ticking. Like you're not there, but it's still streaming. (laughs) So you have to go on your stream yard and shut it down and send me a new link if you want to start a new show. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, um, I'll finish up in about 10 minutes and then I'll call you and we'll chat about it. Love it. All right. Talk to you later, man. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. So wasted. It's precisely like getting a call from my mother on FaceTime talking to Cedric John. I love that. He calls him out on his show right afterwards. He's just trying to reconnect so they can continue to broadcast together. And John's so wasted and out of his mind. 
he just calls the guy. He's like, oh, I just want to talk to you. You know, just you and me. This guy is sober. He doesn't want to talk to you right now. You're blackout drunk. I can only imagine what that conversation was like. All right. All right. Let's get into the important stuff. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. I want to thank Pro and everybody who participates in the Seamus Watch channel of our Discord because I had no idea Patrick Michael has a brand new podcast. It is called The Briefcase. Two words, The Briefcase. And apparently it's doing really well as he explained in his most recent episode. I am recording this episode while on the move because I made a commitment to you guys where I said that there would be new episodes daily. And I feel like I'm committed to that. I'm committed to it. I want to give you guys new episodes every day, especially now that people are actually listening to this podcast uh, at a consistent level, right? Don't forget, if you want to know when the new episodes drop, follow us on Instagram. That's right, everybody. Patrick Michael has a daily podcast. He puts it out every day. Oh, the secret, you know, the, the book, the secret where if you yeah, just, what do you got to think about shit and it happens. Yeah. I have a vision board yeah. and on my vision board, it just says <laughs> Patrick Michael daily podcast and it came true. Thank you. The universe. What is on his Instagram? Like pictures of the trailer and shit. Oh, you should go on there. I encourage everybody. I've to, never uh, been there. Yeah. It's, it's a brand new Instagram account. Cause it's for this show specifically, but I encourage everyone to check it out. If you go All to right. Instagram, it's briefcase podcast. You, you will find it there. And uh, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating what's going on with this guy. In episode number 22, so each of these episodes is about 10 minutes long. He just wants to chat about something quickly and then get out. Episode 22, for some reason, he watched Willy Wonka, the original 1971 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie. And so he wants to talk about that. So first off, this is his, and, and I want to point out, I had to boost his sound levels by 18 dBs. It is impossible to hear his show. He's been podcasting for years. He has a thousand podcasts. He still has not figured out how to create an audio file that people could actually hear. So it's going to sound like garbage. There's nothing else I can do about it. I got to make it listenable. You got to be able to hear the fucking thing. So this is his hot take on Willy Wonka. And now if you might recall band practice guy. Willy Wonka is a musical. I've seen it. Well, got some songs. It's a musical. Some, couple you know, of songs. You know how musicals work. Yeah, they, they're, yeah. Like, they're like break into song. This is Pat PM's hot take on that. But if you're straight singing at me, that's a form of violence, okay? That's a form of violence. You're attacking me. I've had it happen. I, I have brothers that have have sang R&B tracks right to my face and it is uncomfortable. So imagine getting being one of the few people that gets to go on tour in this, you know, uh, candy factory and the guy sings, I don't know, six different times. I'd be angry. I'd be like, well, I'm good, dude. Can we just look at the candy and how it's made? Why do you have to sing us a song every time? You know, Wonka's like, oh, well, here's a set of stairs. I guess those stairs are an obvious sign that I need to bust in the song. 
Because you guys are obviously won't get it if I just say the word. Yeah, it's it's called a musical. I mean, do you really think this is a brand new take that you just came up with? Isn't it weird that people are busting the song? Yes, but that's how musicals work. That's why yeah, and didn't musicals. he like didn't he like murder children in there? Isn't that more of a abuse than singing at them? Well, <laughs> didn't like uh, kids get murdered in that candy factory? Honestly, if they were singing like Patrick Michael sings. That would be more abusive. I should mention, I forgot to mention this last week. I went on the shitty song of the week uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was Brandon and Jody B and myself, and we broke down different Patrick Michael songs. We might have to bring in a whole Patrick Michael segment uh, to WATP that's just focused on his music because it's really incredible, some of the things that he's produced from a music standpoint. But yeah, check out uh, shitty song of the week. That was a, a fun time hanging with those guys and listening to uh, some of the other endeavors that Patrick Michael has done from a creative standpoint. So this is Patrick Michael shitting on his own point. I always like to point out when a podcaster is just rambling and they shit on their own point. Back to Wonka himself, not Gene Wilder, Wonka. Okay, this is a grown adult man who lives in a place that makes candy. He lives there, he has to live there. Does he have another place to live? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Wow, you just said absolutely <laughs> nothing. And the answer to that is in the movie. Now, the reason why this episode struck me the way that it is, and I enjoy this movie. I know this movie pretty well. And he says at the end, I want you and your whole family to come live with me here at the factory. So we know that he lives at the chocolate factory. He's not commuting there. That's why it was a mystery what he looked like. <laughs> Nobody's seeing this guy get out of his car. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he does have an apartment. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even sure. Maybe he's got a condo with Stuttering John. I don't know. It's impossible, <laughs> to, it's impossible to say. Okay. So then he goes into speculating on how Willy Wonka even owns a chocolate factory to begin with. But like I said, where did this even come from? Where did he get his candy castle? Where did this happen? Who gave it to him? Who started the company? Was it him? Did he just come up with an idea about making candy? And he had, a, he had made one good piece of candy. And he's like, well, we can definitely expand on this. And then somebody threw in some money with him. He had investors. How'd it work? Yeah. Did he get a bank loan? What was the interest rate? What was the interest rate on the bank loan? How many, what were the terms of the bank loan? When did he pay it off? When did he become solvent? These are great questions to have, Patrick. Great, great hot takes. Really enjoy that. All right. Now it starts to really piss me off. He's asking questions that are answered in this movie and are actually extremely relevant to the plot of the movie. If he understood how this worked at all, he would know the answers. It's like his whole life, he's just been waiting to invite outsiders into his castle, into his chocolate factory, which is very bizarre. That in itself is weird. Why would you wait so long? Why would you wait so long? Why are, why are people not allowed inside? Seems like of all the places that people should be allowed, it should be the main factory in their town. Not just free, you know, willy-nilly just running around, but... Dummy. How'd that movie end, Carl? What was the end of that movie again? Well, the end of it is he gives his, his factory away. He's retiring. <laughs> the reason why he waited that long is because he was going into retirement and was looking for someone to take over the chocolate factory. It's kind of like the whole point of the movie. The other thing is he goes, why wouldn't they just let people into this place? Remember, the competitors are trying to steal his formulas. He had an everlasting gobstopper. How do you not know this? It's one of the major plot points. It's the reason why Charlie wins the factory. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Why don't they just let people in there? 
<laughs> Why is it Hershey's in there on a tour? There's a really specific reason for that. He doesn't know. Holy shit. Carl, I know you're still upset about the Cubs, but... <laughs> I'm taking it, it out. Jesus. I'm taking it out on Patrick You know, Michael. Chad really enjoyed a difference of opinion. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. I just want you to know that. Fair enough. And I'm not saying that I'm proud of the fact that I like this movie, but I do like this movie. <laughs> so now let's get into the marketing of this. <laughs> you're okay over there? <laughs> let's get into the brilliant marketing angle that Patrick Michael talks about such a brilliant idea or way to brand your product not even just brand it but to mass produce it or make people more invested in having it because let's just say Hershey's top candy makers still are right and Willy Wonka not a real guy but the Wonka candy company really wanted to be noticed so they said what what better way to do that than write a movie 100% promoting the candy. 100% promoting the candy. Holy shit, dude. All right, I'll explain this. It's kind of public knowledge. I think everyone kind of knows this, but this is a movie based on a book that was written in 1964 by Roald Dahl. He invented Willy Wonka in the book. This was a made-up candy company because it's a children's book. It's a children's novel. He made this up, and then Quaker Oats came to him and said... Hey, we're going to make this into a movie if we can have the rights to Willy Wonka so we can sell candy bars from it. So yes, it is a brilliant marketing vehicle, but not in the way that you're speculating. And this is all very easily found out. You could research <laughs> this and figure it out very, very easily. I don't think he even realized that this is based on a book because then he talks about the Johnny Depp reboot of this movie and is wildly confused about it. So here's my next issue with the whole thing. As they went and they made... They made a whole other movie where Johnny Depp is portraying Willy Wonka very weirdly. And they don't expand on the story because they call it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if this is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, shouldn't Charlie be the Gene Wilder of the story? I, I guess what I'm saying is you, you, you kind of hope that the story would continue. What a fucking moron. The book was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They changed it to Willy Wonka because it was a marketing vehicle for Quaker Oats to put out their fucking candy called Willy Wonka. He goes, I can't believe this wasn't a sequel. You didn't know both of those movies are based on the same fucking book? Who doesn't know that? I was kind of hoping that they would have a different angle on it. Like maybe it would follow Charlie around. <laughs> By the way, there is a sequel. It's called Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. And there is a book that you can go and read if you really want to know what the fuck happened with Charlie after he took over the chocolate factory. If you're that Man, interested you're into in this, it. Carl. Sorry. You're into Willy Wonka, boy. I know, you. but he did a podcast about this. He knows nothing about it. <laughs> Listen, the Cubs couldn't put up one fucking run yesterday. They couldn't score one run. Baez is striking out in the ninth with a runner on second. I'm angry. All right, last thing I want to talk about with Patrick Michael is uh, he starts to talk about the Oompa Loompas and he's upset because you could tell that this town that this factory is in has low uh, employment levels. They probably should be hiring people who are local to the town. And yet this asshole is only hiring these Oompa Loompas. He doesn't understand how this works at all, but he wants to have a hot take on it. Seems like a lot of people around that area were pretty poor 
And one of the biggest places making the most money is hiring little people. Pretty ruthless. Kind of makes you think Wonka was a dick. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't want anybody over four foot three. What the fuck? I mean, everybody who was little was excited about that. But then you also have to think, did he just want children? Because he made them dress the same. He made them choreograph songs. I mean, it, it seems very abusive. This is a guy who actually watched this movie recently and he's not understanding. They're not little people. They're Oompa Loompas from Loompa Land. How does he not know <laughs> that? He actually saved these people because Loompa Land was a terrible country. The Wang Doodles would eat them. They'd have 10 for breakfast. How does he not know that? These are important plot points in this movie. And he's like, they just hired little people and dressed him up. I don't think he's getting this at all. Because then he also <laughs> even just called them Oompa Loompas instead of, I don't know, people. Right? Like, that sounds like kind of like a slur. They were Oompa Loompas. They weren't people. That's why they looked that way. You fucking Oompa Loompa. You know what I mean? That sounds kind of bad, dude. And here we got here we got this guy, this iconic movie character, this iconic movie place, and this guy's hiring people that he's calling Oompa Loompas. He's making them orange, dyeing their hair green. No! Uh, it's very sick. It's a very, very sick operation. He's not understanding this. He didn't pick up anything from this children's movie based on a children's oh. book. He's not figuring it out. Holy shit, I could listen to him talk about Willy Wonka all day. All right, maybe I was a little too upset there, but I'm very excited. The point is, the briefcase, the new Patrick Michael vehicle is out there. I am sorry. Pardon my terrible manners. Band practice guy, you came on here to, uh, to do our reviews here. The first review person since Vic. Let's get into it. Let's read some reviews. All right, here we go, Carl. We're starting off with... If AIDS was a human being, remember when Lay's came out with wild potato chips with Olean, the fat substitute that gave you anal leakage as a bonus to eating fake potato garbage? WATP is like a crapping that comes out right before your anus explodes. So, I just want to give you some feedback here, Band Practice Guy. <laughs> yeah, what's up, what's up, You man? seem to read that. Yeah, bring the energy. You, you read that pretty well. You had a lot of yeah. energy. I don't think you're understanding what we're, we're going for it. I mean, did you even pay attention to Vic when she would read reviews? She'd stumble oh, on every other word. She didn't seem like she wanted to be there. Yeah, I wanted to try and bring it up a level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're being a little, yeah. you're being a little tryhard, if you ask me. Oh. Um, oh, I, I, I'm oh. guessing that's a five star review. Is that true? That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, it's all right. Oh, yeah. Let's let's try this again, Banfred. Let's try this again, Banfred. This guy, you got another one? All right, here we go. Here we go. What a waste of time. These two think they are hilarious. They sound like 11-year-old boys sitting in a treehouse who just figured out how to record themselves and decided to just record themselves making fun of people. Grow up, kiddos. Yeah, you're still... Yeah, calm down. What? Yeah, you're still what? way too... Too, too much? Well, too I mean, much? The, the problem is is that I feel like you're trying to do a good job. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I mean, I've been practicing all week. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like you know the material. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time you've read it. You didn't just pull out no, your phone. No, yeah, I've been reading it a couple times. You didn't just pull out your phone and have a screen grab on it and then stumble through it. It sounds like you are you really like this job and you want to do a good, earnest job at it. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, well, I got, I'm got i unemployed right now, Carl, so mm-hmm. I, kind of, mm-hmm. I need work. I need work. Oh, and, and it's coming off as desperate, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's try, yeah, let's try this one more time. You, got, you have another review? 
Yeah, here we go. Uh, fix your teeth. You stink ugly. How about that one? See, now that's way too low energy. See, you oh, just, you're, uh, I see. Oh, you're one in the middle? You're not. All right, pump it up. Bad this guy. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. I, I want yeah, you to continue to call in. You got an amazing catchphrase. Yeah. The best ever made. It's it's even better than Ann Punt. But you're just not cut out for this job. I'm sorry. I, I hate to feel, do this on the it, show. Hold on, hold on. I, have a I hate I to do this question. on the show, but you're fired. You're done. I get, uh, it's not working out. Is this going to fuck up my unemployment benefits, Carl? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And oh. listen, oh. dude. Listen, dude. I am telling you, I am not going to write a letter of recommendation for you. You uh -huh. really screwed the pooch on this one. You let all of us down. Producer Chris is really upset. He was going to bat for you all week. He's like, this is the guy who's yeah, going to be able to do I, it. All uh, week, asshole. All week he's been going to bat uh, for you. I, I just got a new car loan. I just got a new car. I was banking on this job, Carl. Yeah. Too bad. I, got, I mean, we're, uh, not a, we're not a charitable foundation here. I mean, I laughed at all your Willy Wonka jokes and shit, and you're going to fire me. Okay, well, that part, I do appreciate. I need someone to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, band practice guy, you're fired. Uh, Good try, uh, though, buddy. Go fuck your... Good go try, fuck though. Go fuck yourself, Carl. Uh, go fuck Can yourself. Can I still call the voicemail? All right, I'm still calling the voicemail. All right, so continue to call the voicemail. That, that's what you're best at. That's really your niche. So that means we need a review girl. We're still in need of a review girl. Next week, we're going to have auditions. We're going to audition new review girls and we'll probably have some type of voting system. So look forward to that next week. We'll figure out who our new review person is going to be. Let's play some voicemails on here. You ready? Totally. All right, let's do it. W-A-T-P. Hey, what's up, Carl, you greasy fuck. I'm just calling in uh, to let you know that my girlfriend and I we we really love your podcast. Um, she really likes the uh, Seamus segments. Every week she's like, hey, did they talk about Seamus? And, uh, you know, the past few podcasts, you know, y'all been ignoring him or whatever, or you're he's talking about UFC. I mean, who gives a shit? Um, and I finally, finally gave you $5 that I earned by working my ass off. And um, I got to say, it was worth it. All right. Um, I, I Listen to the uh, Seamus extravaganza, bonanza, whatever the fuck. Um, and it, it was fucking hilarious, man. I, I was driving. I almost fucking crashed uh, when I heard the uh, uh, the Animal Crosley. He was singing about I'm a dog when it comes to shitting and piss. Um, and, and, I mean, I was laughing so hard. I, I, I mean, I was fucking crying in tears. Uh, and my girlfriend was like, well, what the fuck, you know? Like, I almost fucking uh, drove us off the fucking road laughing. I couldn't fucking breathe. Man, I felt like George Floyd. All right, Carl, you take it easy, and uh, why don't you give me a call back? Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon. We do put out some really good bonus episodes that uh, that I'm very proud of, and our most recent one was the Patrick Michael Extravaganza. So go to our Patreon and check that out. Well worth the 5 to $25 a month that you can donate to support the show. Speaking of Patrick Michael, Here's a guy who was watching Vinny's live stream when he had to listen to every single episode of Dead Town, and he had an observation. My God, Carl, you have to, you fucking have to review Dead Town episode four. Famous quotes from the episode include, how come you never see a ghost that looks like a bro? <laughs> yeah, it really is fascinating when you actually sit down and listen to these shows. You would think that I'm just really good at pulling clips. I'm not. It's just everything he says is asinine and it makes it really easy to, to goof on him. Uh, 
oh my god, we upset some indigenous people up in Canada. Remember we did the native Calgarian? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh boy. Some people were upset with us on that one. You racist piece of shit. Uh, I have to tell you the most amazing news, and I didn't prepare this, and so now I'm looking for it on our uh, Discord, no, our subreddit real quick, is that woman responded. What was her name? Red Thunder Woman? Mm-hmm. She responded and had an amazing sense of humor about it and was happy that we ragged on her and had a really good take on it. It's amazing that this social justice warrior who's pissed at everybody, pissed at the world, can, is able to laugh off the fact that we call her the C word over and over again. And yet stuttering John, a comedian gets so upset when you goof on him. It really shows you what a piece of shit John is. But I was very excited that, uh, our friend, our new friend, red thunder woman had a good sense of humor about it. That was awesome. And yeah, I don't know. I can't find it now, Chris. It's gone, but it was really nice. Got it. Oh, you got it. Can you read it to us? No. Oh, you're gonna make me read it. Yep. Oh, what a weirdo. Some rando told me of this podcast that just devoted to making fun of my podcast. It was super funny to listen to. I've been waiting to be trolled like that, LOL. But for real, I'm glad I can annoy others as much as I annoy me, LOL. So there you go. That's awesome. How how fucking cool is that? I remember we made the comment that maybe she would have a good sense of humor and join the show. Maybe it will happen. Maybe she'll be on and we'll yes and a little bit more than some people do. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, let's get through these voicemails. Konnichiwa. This is Vic's Japanese stepfather, and this is what I sound like. I was just calling to let you know Vic will be back after Pearl Harbor number two. So you guys got that to look forward to. Keep it a secret. The rising sun will rise again. Also, I wanted to clear up. I was the one that booked Stuttering John for Japan. But it wasn't for a comedy show. It was for Hentai Annihilation. Number two, Return of the Gagia. All right, buddy. Keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Uh, it's well done. Under 40 seconds. A couple good jokes in there. A couple good show references. The word Gagia is Japanese. It possibly is, for all we know. Very good, uh, Vic's Japanese stepfather. That was well done. Uh, imbecile Wilhelm. If anybody listens to the creep off that I do with my buddy, Vinny Paulino, they'll know this guy. He calls into the show a lot. He calls into WATP. Imbecile here. This message is not for the creep off. I am calling to nominate a new review girl. My sister, Wilhelmina. Okay. Wilhelmina. Oh, good. Teach it off and come here. I'm talking to the Carl. Here she is. Hello, I am Villamina, your review girl. Carl is a fat gay retard. Thank you. Oregon. 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 Speaking of catchphrases. All right, well, that's uh, one review girl who's put her hat in the ring. Let's see uh, who else is in the running for this. Hey, Carl, it's Teresa calling back fucking again. Sorry, I've got bronchitis, so I sound like shit. Anyways, no, I never said that I was going to be universally loved by everybody. I knew I was going to get some fucking shit. But, yeah, no, that voicemail was fucking cringy as shit. So sorry to anybody who had to be exposed to that. 
It's on a streak. But, yeah. Uh, anyways, came up with an idea for an ad for your Patreon that you should do, like, some fucking bleeding heart Sarah McLaughlin type thing. Like, oh, yeah, there's this many fucking podcasts started every day, and please help us stop it. Or, I don't know, you're the fucking marketing person. You figure it out. But, Great yeah, pitch. have, like, yeah. PJ do a parody or some shit. I don't know. I'm off to go run errands, so I'm driving and trying to concentrate, which I'm sure you guys don't give a shit, but. She says she had bronchitis, and she's out running errands? What an asshole. Yes. It's, she might be shittier than Vic. Yeah. She's she, in the running. I think she might have a job. All right. Very good, Teresa. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the creative work on this end, but thank you for that. Appreciate it. Hey, Carl, it's Tucker Dixon here. I want to clear some things up. No, I am not actually starting a podcast. I was making fun of the Life by Design and their terrible questions that they didn't have prepared for. I thought I made that fucking obvious, but whoever wasn't Croge last week didn't get that, apparently. Hi, Croge. I like you. Um, number two, no, I was not out on the street selling my body. I, this is not the 80s. This is 2020. If you want to see a picture of a 37-year-old man who looks like a 16-year-old boy who's kind of fat, you can go to OnlyFans.com slash Tucker Dixon. Tucker out. All right. Let's all support Tucker Dixon. Apparently, we weren't picking up what he was putting down last week. So my apologies for that. I'll tell you, man, these shows, they go for a long time. I, I start to lose it. (laughs) at the fifth beer yeah well as you'll notice i probably wouldn't have been so excited about all of the interesting takes that patrick michael had on willy wonka Mm -hmm. had i not been going for two and a half hours up (laughs) until that point but i'm not making excuses what are you gonna do let's listen to a couple more voicemails hey carl i just finished listening to episode 215 you had a voicemailer calling uh or a caller call-in, not a voicemailer. Anyways, he talked about how um, he got fucked over on, like, three dates from girls who listen to Caller Daddy when he brought you up. Well, I think he's uh, pretty honest about that because I was talking to a girl on Tinder, and she fucking mentioned that she listened to Caller Daddy, and I asked her, I said, oh, that's that show with those whores who constantly talk about sucking dick, right? I heard about that on uh, WATP. As soon as I brought that up, she called me a misogynist, bigot, piece of shit, decided to block me, and, uh, yeah, you fucked me out of a date, Carl. Fuck you. Kill yourself. Um, call me back, though. We are the cock-blockingest podcast out there. It's our new uh, tagline. Guys, if you're talking to a girl who says she listens to call her daddy, do not bring up WATP. In fact, don't bring up WATP to a girl Ever under any circumstance. It will not help you in any way. We have three female listeners, and one of them is Imbecile Wilhelm's sister. (laughs) So don't do that. It's not going to get you any cred with the girls. And also, that is a dog whistle. When they say, I listen to this whore podcast, they talk about being a whore. It means she wants to be a whore. Just go with it. Oh, do you listen to that podcast? That's amazing. I heard they gave some blowjob tips. I can maybe give you some feedback. That's how you not now. Oh yeah. I heard someone trash them. You fucking God. I don't even have game and I'm giving them advice on this. Seems, seems like it would go without saying. I think Ryan Long may have been the perfect guest for WAGP. He shows up late. 
He clearly has never listened to the show before. He didn't pull clips. He didn't even listen to the episode. He's never listened to any of the shows that Carl listens to every week, and he's just barely, like, half paying attention. Man, Ryan Long for fucking president, man. Have him back every week. Yeah, Ryan Long, I appreciate that he did the show. I'm a huge fan of his. In fact, I listened to his podcast with Scott Adams, and I enjoy Scott Adams as well. I thought that was a fun listen, so check out the boys cast with Ryan Long. Hey, thanks for pointing out that Maxwell's back on the air as a podcast. Dude, this is great. He's playing the hits. This is amazing. Hopefully he takes your review kindly and will come on and shit on Opie with you. Because, I mean, that's all he did for his career here in Cleveland was shit on Opie. That's why we have boarding. Have a good one. I mean, I guess call me back if you want not an expert on this Maxwell references stuff. I don't know any more than you do, except that they were up against Opie and Anthony in the afternoon, which you can see why that's a problem. All right. Later. Thank you for those insights. Really helped us out a lot there with that phone call. All right, Chris. That was an interesting episode today, huh? Yeah, it was weird. It was a little, it got a little weird. It got a little bit weird for a second there. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what I could have done. I want to learn from this. I'm not sure what I could have done to steer the ship better. I'll, I'll take any feedback people have. Yeah, you'll be getting it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. This is it. It's over. Okay? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Hey, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>